0: All right, welcome to this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Nathan Stack in here alongside my good friend and co-host, Travis Crins And uh, forewarning, we're getting this right away here. We are talking politics here. We will talk the election like we did last week, like we warned you about the week before, and we warned you we would do it again this week. So, Crins, uh, it's a good week in America. It really is. So
1: great that Trump lost. Um... It was, a, it was a very memorable week. I'll remember this week for as long as I've got a memory. Yep. A lot, of,
0: a lot of things happened, and it was a a hell of a week. This first week of November. Mm-hmm. Um. Let Let me just get to the the two things that I loved most about this week, and we'll get we'll we'll then uh, you know we'll talk about sports because there's not a lot to talk about, and then we'll get to heavy uh, on the election stuff, but. My favorite, there's no one better in the election business than John King of CNN. Him on the magic wall is fantastic. He is the best at what he does, without question. I also appreciate how civil, how professional Chris Wallace of Fox News is. He is the last great pillar there of Journalism and journalistic integrity. He is fantastic. Those are my two big stars from the weekend.
1: I watch CNN probably ninety five percent of the time. Yep. Uh, Steve Kornacki good as well on MSNBC. But besides that, I watched yeah, John King. He was uh, he was excellent. He was going in and out to the counties and this and that and they, were, they were they were excellent. So John King. He's a big winner in the election. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I watched CNN pretty much the entire time. Really didn't even watch the networks. Yep. And once in a while back it with NBC if CNN was on a break. But they really spent the first, what, 90 minutes of the night on Florida. There's really nothing else was going on.
2: Yep.
1: And he was breaking on Florida. So yeah, he, he gave me all the information that I wanted. Uh... County by county How they vote last time How are they voting this time What votes are out
0: Underperforming yeah. Versus overperforming
1: That's very uh, Very important Important information And, and he got all of it So yeah CNN This is probably Their best week They've ever had yep. I think It's it was when, not, not Tuesday But Wednesday was I think Their second most Watched day ever so they, they really won the week
0: Yes they did Yes they did So we'll get to all that here In uh, a little bit, like I said, there's not a whole lot to talk about in the sports world. Uh, Notre Dame did upset number one Clemson, who was without Trevor Lawrence again. Uh, Did you watch any of this game? This was a very good game back and forth. Uh, I'm not surprised that Notre Dame won, uh, but certainly this was a... uh, They had a much better chance with Trevor Lawrence not playing.
1: I thought they'd win, and then at the end of the game, I'm like, well, Clemson's probably going to pull it out. I think Clemson was a four-and-a-half-point favorite and, you know, with their quarterback. And I thought, if, you know, I thought Notre Dame would win because of that. And then I watched a little bit of it, and it looked like a very, very good game. Lots of points, lots of back and forth. So, um, kind of like we said last week, what did this do with Clemson with the playoffs? I mean, if they lose another game, they're done. But yeah. they're still fine with the playoffs, and these teams will probably play again. In the, in the ACC title game Yep And if uh, Clemson were to win that one Which they probably will uh, You know Clemson, Notre Dame Ohio State, Alabama I was kind of looking for that fourth team in there Is Notre Dame that fourth team? That they losses to Clemson And they beat Clemson I would say Notre Dame Right now
0: would be your or At least my favorite To be that fourth team Yep well, They lose to George is to Georgia's done Uh I think Florida has a chance, but they would have to beat Alabama. And this is a w- weird year for the SEC because you're playing only conference games. But Alabama, I mean, yes, they, they did beat Georgia, and that's that's very big. But they don't have what I would deem to be like all that difficult, all that much difficult of a schedule. Um, LSU well, was bad. Auburn is not great.
1: So yeah, they do not have, and they and they beat
0: Georgia. Seems like those teams play once a decade. So like Alabama and Clemson again are the clear top two. Yep. Let's see. Alabama plays LSU this week. Maybe. Masters week. Maybe. Maybe. They have. Auburn coming to their place. They play Kentucky, and they're at Arkansas. So there's not much. There's not much that I'm seeing from Alabama that tells me that. I mean, I guess the Texas A&M win looks a little better, but there's not anything that really sells me on them saying like, hey, if they lose one game, uh, they can well, still make it. They beat Georgia. They did beat Georgia, and that's big. Yeah. No, no, okay. I mean, yeah, Florida and Georgia pretty good, so
1: maybe that's not great, but. Alabama. From I
0: mean, are in the deal, the Mac came back, so congrats to them. Uh, the Pac 12 was supposed to come back, and uh, Arizona State inexplicably lost to USC, so Shoddy's Trojans are uh, alive and well. He uh, we had uh, uh, Cal and uh, Washington already postponed for COVID reasons. Uh, that's not good news for them. So, yeah, the Pac 12. You're you're there, but it's uh, already off to a difficult start.
1: Is Indiana Ohio State next weekend?
0: Uh, let's take a look at the old.
1: Because I yeah. think I saw somewhere I looked at the schedule this week, but I thought I heard there were no ranked games this week. Um, yeah, Indiana
0: Indiana, Indiana, loves- Indiana plays Michigan State this week. And you are correct. There is not one Actually, game pitting ranked teams against one another. And, yes, Indiana, uh, yes, Ohio State. Indiana
1: is 10th in the country. 10th. Which what, is okay with me. Also, Carolina is ridiculous. Indiana. At least indianas is maybe Michigan. Michigan is, you know, Michigan. Penn State is struggling. Winless. But at least they've got some wins you can point to and say. At least you understand. Yep. North Carolina still
0: stupid. Liberty being right is still dumb. But, oh, um, oh, oh my gosh! That that ki- that blocked kick field goal for a touchdown. Virginia Tech had the game. Oh wait, they iced the oh kicker and God. then it wins. Oh my gosh! Oh, it's just terrible. Just terrible. Then
1: you got you know, Cincinnati and BYU and whatever bowl games we have this year. You're gonna have some interesting, interesting matchups. Like mm-hmm. BYU. I don't play anybody. And they got two games left. They should be undefeated. What are they eighth, seventh, eighth? Yeah. Cincinnati, yep. BYU. So, they have those two teams. If there's ever year where we get the, uh, a weird team in the playoff mm-hmm. for the first time, those would be the, the top two. If they went out, and we got some conference title games that go certain ways. Maybe, uh, maybe Cincinnati or BYU is a playoff team. Very unlikely, mm-hmm. but they're.
0: BYU has to play North Alabama here this week. Ooh, that's a tough game, I tell you what. And then uh, San Diego State, and that is pretty much it. Uh, I don't think they're playing Army again. I know that game was postponed. Uh, We'll see. I don't know if that'll get made up here at some point. But yeah, uh, BYU looks awfully good. You know who looks even better than BYU? Dalvin Cook. He's cooking. Karens two hundred plus yards rushing, two touchdowns, two hundred six yards rushing. If we want to be just fully honest, uh, two hundred six yards rushing, forty six receiving, two touchdowns. Vikings beat the Lions on Sunday despite getting two pots, two punts blocked. That's not good, but Dalvin Cook is the real deal. He's he the
1: best in his position in the NFL.
0: Yes, he is. Yep.
1: Oh, yeah. He could... the quarterback to 23 again. Yep. That's good. You give your best player the ball a lot. That is good. And uh, the defense is playing well now. Defense is playing well somehow.
0: They were down their I top three how. corners this week against the Lions.
1: Some guy named Boyd. I think he probably played against the Packers. I've never heard of him. Are you from Texas? No idea who this guy is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Looks like Jeff Gladney did okay. Yep. Um Eric Wilson Is becoming a guy Yes So We're finding some Some pieces here Uh From some folks As those guys were injured So We've got the Bears Which I don't have High expectations For this game Monday night
0: Nope You shouldn't
1: I shouldn't So if if they even Are competitive That would be nice But then after that They've got three home games And they gotta win all of them Yep Uh, Or they got Carolina At the end of it They got Dallas Which they gotta beat
0: Jacksonville
1: And they got Jacksonville so you do that, you're at what, six and six? Yep. You lose against the Bears, you win three in a row at home, you're at six and six. Very tough schedule at the end with what Tampa and they uh, got Detroit again, so that's a
0: win. New Orleans and uh,
1: New Orleans Chicago. And we
0: okay. uh, Chicago again? Yep, yep, Chicago at home. So, yeah, after their three game home stand, they have one home game remaining in the final quarter of the season, uh three road games. At uh, at Tampa Bay, home to Chicago, at New Orleans on Christmas Day, and at Detroit, I, I'm not going to get my hopes up, you know, that they're going to beat oh, yeah, the, Bears gonna the Bears because the, they're going to make the Bears' offense, they're going to make the Bears' offense look great Monday night, uh, and all that momentum that they've had will will dissipate if they win though, and that's a huge if. If they can do it, um, then if you you win those three home games. All of a sudden, you're sitting there at seven and five, and that is a awfully uh, different position than, than you were in previously. I mean, you don't have to worry about anyone in the NFC East. I think the Bears would continue to to tread downward in that uh, the the NFC South. I mean, you probably get two teams there, and now we I mean the the 49ers. Uh, Mike Florio ref, referred to them as the San Francisco 29ers with how many guys are Hurt or you know, had COVID, uh, you know, concerns and whatnot. There's a chance, I mean, the Vikings could seriously get into that extra spot at an eight and eight, nine and seven. Uh, which
1: I think you gotta
0: win ten. Gotta yeah. win ten, okay. The Rams and the Cardinals, so
1: what I'm looking at. Yep. Oh, and what are they
0: again?
1: What are they five wins, five and three or so? Yep. Maybe you sneak in at nine and seven. So that means, you know, after you got two losses the rest of the way, I think Saints and Tampa would be the losses, then you had to somehow beat the Bears twice. That'd be tough. So if they win seven games, I would say, holy shit, seven games, that's a lot more than maybe we thought a couple
0: weeks ago. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, then it just it puts you in a more difficult spot to trade up for a quarterback. But we'll see what happens. Uh, but they're, they're playing well. And it's just, it's nice to see that they have the pieces to be a consistent winning team. Now you just need like the off season program. You need that Michael Pierce to get in there uh, on the defensive tackle side. Uh, Your corners need to be healthy, but like you could see that this team is brimming with talent and it's not like it's going to be that much of a rebuilding process. We just need a quarterback probably who can elevate this team because it's clear that Kirk isn't doing that right now.
1: I feel like offensive line's are doing well in the run game. They've been opening up some massive holes.
0: As Ezra Cleveland playing really well, the rookie out of Boise State, second-round pick.
1: Like How did it take all season for him now to just get shocked these last couple? Like, are at these, like, how does that happen? Like, he's a pretty high one. Is a second-round pick, second, pick? Yep, second-round pick. And he didn't play for like the first six weeks. Like, how does that
0: happen? I don't know. I I don't know, Krins. I really don't. Um, Miami, Arizona. Great game in the desert. Uh, Unfortunately, our Cardinals lost. uh, Because we're on the Cardinals bandwagon with Kyler Murray. Uh, He's great. Uh, He is the reason why Kelsey took out the number one team in our league this week by a point. Not even a point. But Kyler Murray is the reason why. He's fantastic. Ran for over 100 yards. uh, First double, triple of his career. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa helps win the game. He's 2-0 as a starter. Dolphins win that one 34-31. And then you know, the Steelers are still undefeated. They barely beat the Cowboys. That's not great. And some guy named Garrett Gilbert. What's eating Gilbert grape? Uh is, is Texas? Um, I don't know.
1: I think,
0: was, I think he was the quarterback of Texas. Texas For or sure. Texas Tech? Let, I'll, I'll, I'll look that up here. Um, yeah. And then what a beating the Saints put on the Bucks, which I have to say I am I am thoroughly amused by because now that the Bucks have Antonio Brown uh, to hell with him. help
1: them, we don't like him. so they can everywhere he goes is it, it's a disaster. So I'm fine with Tampa Bay being bad. Green Bay, Seattle, Tampa, New Orleans, those are your four teams on the NFC, and they all have flaws. Mm-hmm.
2: So
1: sales defense is bad. Uh, Tampa Probably not that good They beat the Packers And that maybe Everybody's expectations Were pretty high after that So I mean I'm I, At least for me Halfway through I'm fairly interested In In the playoffs Of what they could be mm-hmm. With those four teams I And mean, then you've got The AFC So you got Pittsburgh Who That was an atrocious Performance line yesterday
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you got Kansas City Who's not unbeatable Right. And uh, you've got Big Wyoming and had a great game.
0: What a great, yeah. yeah. He, silence the doubters at least for a week.
1: So they've got, you know, Buffalo, if their quarterback plays like that, they can do a lot of things. So it's just a matter of the consistency with him. Mm-hmm. And you've got like, you know, the Titans made their run last year and Baltimore can Baltimore win a playoff game. So I don't think there's like one heavy favorite. Like New England, like it's not New England like it usually is. And, Yep. It's not like there's one team in the NFC running away with this. So this is, at least for me, I'm, I'm interested in in what in what what this could be. Like, you could have really good, like, if you take those four NFC teams and mix match them some way for a divisional round, that would be great with, what, four Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I don't know if that's ever happened before mm-hmm. uh, with those four teams. So, I was just looking at stuff last night, and, uh, Drew Brees and he's been great but he's only made the the NFC title game three times in his 15th season and he he won the one Super Bowl and I think Rodgers has been there three times and he's won the one Super Bowl so you just go down the list of the NFC Super Bowl quarterbacks of the past 10-15 years and um, they're on there once Rodgers and Brees the the two best of all time or whatever they're uh... on there one time they won the Super Bowl once in 15 years. Yeah, let me. You got Jimmy Garoppolo and Matt Hasselbeck and Eli Manning and Rex Grossman and all these other dudes in there, like Colin Kaepernick, like all these other guys who are not great and end up making it as many times as these two guys
0: which proves just how difficult it is to win on a consistent basis. Let me give you the, the four teams that we you were just talking about in the NFC. Seattle with Russell Wilson, Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, uh, Tampa Bay with Tom Brady and New Orleans with Drew Brees. Those four teams in the NFC. And then we have the AFC. You have uh, Kansas City with Hall of Famer Patrick Mahomes. We have uh, Pittsburgh with Big Ben. You have Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. And then it's a it's a coin toss for me between Tennessee and Buffalo. I'll give the edge right now to the Titans uh, just because... You know, we still. Yep, and we need to see that consistency still from Buffalo, from uh, Big Laramie, Big Wyoming as you like to call him. But between those four teams, if I if I give you those four on each side, which side are you taking, the AFC or the NFC? Because I'm going to take the AFC because I see too many flaws on each of the NFC teams. I see the AFC teams being better uh, positioned in terms of overall strength.
1: Do you remember my Super
0: Bowl pick? Um. Uh, uh. No, I don't. Not off the top of my head. It was Pittsburgh and CF. Dan- Oh, that's right. Yes. What's um, good now. That looks very good.
1: Between those teams, uh, I don't. I. I would go with the NFC. Okay. I don't know NFC uh, because, like, if you, if you had to pick one team, you'd probably pick the Chiefs out of anybody. Yep. They maybe have the top team. But then after that, like, I don't, like, the Titans, I'm not a believer in them or Buffalo. And then you've got Pittsburgh, who's 8 0, but, like, they're not unbeatable. Right. And, and Baltimore, I mean, again, Baltimore is a thing where you've got to win something here, Baltimore, isn't is Yep. Like, Two. Years, this is three years in a row now. Or this is year three of this, and, and Lamar Jackson. You know, a lot of that is on him, and yep. he's not played great this year. So I would take. I would take the uh, NFC because they've got more established quarterbacks. Okay. They, they've got they've got the Hall of Famers. The other side's got Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, and you know
0: those type of guys. Yep. Okay. That's a, that's a very fair. Uh, my Super Bowl prediction, New Orleans, Kansas City, is still looking good. So we have we have all our Super Bowl matchups, four different teams. They're looking very good so far.
1: Um, also, for Charlie's sake, um, I do like that Miami is good. Yes. I like that Miami is good. Um, I would like Miami to be good for a while, and it seems like the quarterbacks do okay. And hopefully Miami gets a playoffs. So and they can be good for a while here. I don't know if there's really any too many surprise teams.
2: Maybe Miami and Arizona, mm-hmm. but there
0: can be too many surprise teams. So far, yeah. No, I would agree with that. I think Miami and Buffalo are going to go back and forth for for the foreseeable future. Um, I think the Patriots are in for a a, a streak here where they're not going to be very good. Same with the Jets. Um, yeah, it's just if it, that. That game, it's it sucks that we're only going to get to see Tua and Kyler play against each other once every four years, uh, and if they stay with their respective teams. But um, that do was you
1: a, also know what happened last night with the Saints and Tom Brady?
0: Uh, well, yes, Tom Brady got swept by a division opponent for the first time in his career, and drew, I,
1: I was, New England was great, but it cannot be understated how bad that division was.
0: Yes, <laughs> hey, the. The only time they were really challenged was—I I know the Dolphins won a division in there before, but the Jets with Rex Ryan a couple of times made the AFC Championship uh-huh. game. That's the only time because Bart Scott with a can't wait uh, after they beat New England. But those, like outside of a few years, I mean, those were the only teams that provided yeah. a consistent challenge to the Patriots. Who's the best? Who's the
1: best quarterback in that 15 years? Was Chad Pennington? Like, who's the best quarterback among those mm. teams? Like, how do you go that long with
0: nothing? Yeah, I'm trying to think here. You know, Byron Leftwich, maybe?
1: Um, who do you play for?
0: Well, he played for the Jets for a while, didn't he? No, the Jaguars. The Jaguars, yeah. No, I don't know why I was thinking Byron Leftwich. Um, goodness gracious. We went back to the Marshall
1: Green you know? anyway. Yeah.
0: Um, Mark San- Mark Sanchez. I can't, can't really.
1: He, he wasn't any good. Him, I mean, nope. He was there and he made the deal a couple times, but he was not, not good. Uh, Don- well, I, I don't even know. Yeah. Like, Buffalo had nobody. Brian Fitzpatrick played for all of them. Yep. I go. I go. Chad Pennington. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I think. And he was with uh, the Jets, and I think he won that division for the Dolphins.
0: Yep. It would have been. So- Imagine if Drew Brees had signed with the Dolphins. Instead of the oh, Saints, damn. I mean that. Who knows how that changes the trajectory of obviously his career, but also the Patriot dynasty. Um, yeah. It, I think the Patriots dynasty ultimately would have lasted probably longer than uh, Drew Brees would not have the Hall of Fame career had he had he signed with Miami that he does with New Orleans. Um, but, but, so I don't
1: know why he went to New Orleans because it's not like they were any good. Like, they had Aaron Brooks for a while, and they were okay for a couple of years there. Mm-hmm. But, like, the Saints were not good.
0: Right. They were. So I
1: don't, like, he really transformed them into something. He did. But they, they, they were not good for a long time. They, they were, they like, the worst team growing up for me. Them, like, the Cardinals, and the Rams were, like, three awful teams.
0: And the Bengals. These are
1: what? So they were like you know they they got better they were like a five hundred team there oh two oh three oh four never made the playoffs but they were like a five hundred team then Drew Brees gets there and then they finally
0: turn it around after mm-hmm. a while indeed uh, so uh, but what's the big game this week is there a big game I don't even no let's take a look at the old schedule here oh, oh it's it's um... No, there's really not a big week because a uh, big game this week because it's Masters week. Interesting to look at the schedule here. There are five games in the noon window, Crins. All are on Fox. Then yep. there are six games in the late afternoon window. CBS has three of them starting at 3:05. Uh, Arizona Buffalo, I think, is probably the most intriguing game in that window. And then uh, Fox has the doubleheader. You have 49ers Saints. You have uh, uh, Bengals Steelers. Uh, I don't know the other one off the top of my head here, but you either way. Yes, yep. Uh, Thank you. Sure. Um, So, I mean, there's, it's just, you know, with the Masters this week, it's just interesting how that affected the NFL schedule, and that's totally yeah. fine. Um, As we... Yeah, yep, Seahawks, Rams is that other one. As we looked, at, and that uh, perfect segue here to the Masters... Hey, it, may
1: I just say, may I yeah. just say, I've seen this here. Yep. You you want to get us spread for this Monday night game next week? I am stunned. I am absolutely flabbergasted.
0: I, I, I saw a tweet earlier from Paul Charchian, and I believe the Vikings are in, are now a two-and-a-half point favorite.
1: In what world, in what goddamn world do we live in? I don't know what world do we live in. How do we live in a world where the Vikings are favored at Chicago?
0: It defies logic, and it's it's one that you run away from. That be like, don't don't the oh the Vikings are favored to win. (laughs) They shouldn't be. Have you looked at what they've done lately?
1: We saw saw last week where what they were like a six and a half point underdog against the Packers. I'm like, Packers are going to win this by three
0: touchdowns. Exactly.
1: So this really this pops out to me. Yep. He like would think all in on Chicago, not only to cover, but to win outright. The Vikings can beat the Bears, more power to you. But we have seen many Bears-Vikings Bears at Chicago Monday night that have gone horribly well with a lot better teams than what we've got
0: now. Mm-hmm. So. I would ask this from the NFL schedule makers next year. Uh, a... Please just put the Vikings in a noon game in Chicago and give them a, a primetime game against the Bears at home. That would be lovely and also primetime game against Seattle at home. We've had to go the Vikings have had to go to Seattle and play primetime games for like the last 3 or 4 years. Now it's time for them to have either a primetime game or a, a noon kickoff. I know the Seahawks' uh, streak of 10 straight games where they win in that 1 o'clock window that has since been snapped by the Bills yesterday. Russell Wilson, four turnovers, two picks, two fumbles. But that's what I want. I want primetime games against Seattle and Chicago at home next year and not uh, at, at Chicago because it's it's ridiculous I'm tired of it.
1: Vikings next year are at NFC South, uh, one opponent, NFC South, so... Yep. At uh, Carolina
0: Potentially Tampa,
1: Atlanta So probably Carolina Or Atlanta Be at them mm-hmm. If the Vikings Finish third In this division Then they'd be uh, to the NFC East Team Which to be honest Christ anybody <laughs> at this point I hope it's, I hope it's Dallas yep. But uh, Vikings get to play The North And the AFC West Or the AFC NFC West Yeah At Arizona they get to play the Rams, they Good. get to host Seattle, they get to host uh, Cleveland and Chicago, they're at Cincinnati and Baltimore, so that's, uh, I like that schedule yep. new teams. We don't see the Browns very much, no nope. don't see the Cardinals or the Ravens all that
0: often. I will put my wish list together for uh, after the season, depending on where the the Vikings finish and like what I kind of forecast in terms of the times and stuff that the Vikings would play in. i'd like to see a late afternoon game for cleveland and pittsburgh um i think that's reasonable uh the browns because of the kevin stefanski deal and the steelers because it'd be a good game hopefully but uh i digress the the masters are this week it's it's new because of you know covid of coronavirus 2020 by the way vaccine uh, pfizer 90 percent effective we'll see if that uh is the real deal or not but um the masters is this week and it's weird that it is obviously in november normally it's in april they're changing you know the the time that the television times and stuff they're starting at 9 a.m on sunday or 10 a.m because of you know the light and everything that the sun going down so early in the day now but um are you at all looking forward to the Masters on this. Uh, I guess it'll be the third weekend in November.
1: Not really. I'm sure I'll watch it this weekend. Um, I don't really care. Tiger Woods is about done. I think he's, he's 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 about done. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess for me, the guy I'm most interested in is Bryson DeChambeau. He seems to be. I don't know. Trevor Bauer-like and that he's an asshole maybe or that people don't <laughs> like him yep. or he takes a different approach to things Yep. and it works so at least for him at least he has a personality or at least he you're on one side of the fence of him or the other Bryson DeChambeau so what he won the US Open didn't he or PGA or some damn tournament
0: yeah the, uh, the PGA Champ- uh, no not the P- was it the US Open is that the last well, one I don't know these no. tournaments
1: um, So he's you know him and Dustin Johnson, Dustin Johnson number one. John Rahm, who's as boring as uh, white rice, but uh, he's awfully good. Um, you know, and, and, and the, the usual guys who never compete that are the big names. So we'll mm-hmm. see. And Brooks Kepka, always in there. So I guess it kind of depends on what that uh, leaderboard's looking like on the weekend, and if uh, DeChambeau's there, I'll probably be watching. If he's not, and John Rahm is leading the thing. I'll
0: probably watch something. Uh, one person who won't be there is Sergio Garcia. Apparently, he has tested positive for COVID. So, Sergio, not no. not there. So, that sucks. Um, he
1: will
0: not be missed. He will not be missed. No, he's still here. Can I interest won't.
1: you on, on Sandy Lyle plus uh, $500,000 to win this thing? No, you cannot. Sandy, Sandy Lyle, he will net you a $10 bet stack and. Would uh, give you fifty thousand uh, dollars,
0: but he's not going to win. So
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe just bet on him to miss the cuts and uh, go from
0: there. Uh, that's one of the great golf names, Sandy Lyles. <clears throat> Sandy Lyle. He's got
1: to be about seventy years old.
0: So, so that'll be interesting. It's more. I'm more interested just seeing how. I mean, the course, from all accounts, looks the same as it does in April. But I wonder if the feel is going to be any different at all with it being in november it's just i'm curious to see how that all looks so i'll be paying attention here throughout the weekend um of course it is, like i said it certainly has changed you know college football you know cbs doesn't have the 230 uh sec slot uh this saturday i think they're gonna play at five o'clock on cbs it'll be alabama and lsu so um take it for what it's worth it's should be good, but um, anything else on the sports wise? I do have to, we do have to talk Alex Trebek here, but we'll do that later on because that's a that's a, a devastating loss for me for 2020.
1: So like Justin Turner, nothing is going to happen to him. What? A nothing.
0: Stupid. Terrible. <laughs> good job, MLB. Good job.
1: And uh, teams continue to uh, drop out of this COVID classic in Sioux Falls here on Thanksgiving. I don't know. I think what St. Mary's is replacing one of the Dayton. I think Wichita State's got to bow out as well because that's supposed to come from South Dakota to any. That's supposed to come here because we're really bad at this COVID thing. Yeah. So um, yeah, we've lost Duke, Ohio State, Dayton, and probably Wichita State, and we've replaced them with St. Mary's and SDSU. Utah's out. So that's not that's not a very good tournament anymore. Nope. And. uh the women are going to have, like, a round robin. Did you see that with USD? And uh, USD, Gonzaga, South Carolina, Oklahoma. Yeah. Kind of their own little round robin. So, will be some good, uh, good competition, good teams on the women's side.
0: So, hmm I cool. did see... Now, I, I, I don't believe SDSU has um, released their non-conference slate, but I do know that they are playing at Iowa State at some point. So...
1: Well, we have finally released the conference schedule. And like, last week, right after we talked, they have finally uh, released that. The USD games will be in Brookings this year. All four of them, I think, maybe. Um, preseason men's rankings. I think we released today. So uh, yeah, got in Vega and Iowa. Number one versus number five. That'll happen in Sioux Falls.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a great so game.
1: then really. That'll be a good game. Really no surprises, no teams that I see that like, oh, wow. Rutgers, I guess, is 24th. Um, somebody decided to give a vote to UNC Greensboro for some reason. Um, so yeah, here's Gonzaga, Baylor, Villanova, Virginia, our, our Virginia squad, and Iowa in the top five. So it's. Uh, I guess I'm somewhat interested here in college basketball, more so than maybe other sports that I have not been interested in. During uh-huh. this time, yeah, I'm kind of
0: ready for some college basketball. Um, I'm just looking here at some of Christy Gnome's tweets here. She is
1: terrible. Oh, that's, that's, yeah, she's, uh, she's got a full Trump.
0: Oh, it's full the, Trump on us. It's just terrible. So let's just dive right into the election. You, like, Crins, my worst nightmares, my worst fears were happening on election night, even though I knew that there were. Absentee ballots that needed to be counted. Uh, You, I I was playing. I, I was playing worst case scenario because I've seen this story before. I've seen it happen, and uh, fortunately for us, uh, and I say us capitalized the United States, um, Joe Biden, barring any like Meg. Any voter During fraud. Dying in the next seventy days you'll be the next- Well, any uh, voter fraud cases of huge magnitude, which there doesn't seem to be, and it yeah, constantly no. is getting pushed. Like it. Let's just. I just want to get your. Th- I mean, it's very great that that Biden is the president. That's who we wanted all along. Uh, he's the right okay. person. He's the better candidate. He's the better person. Um, and it took us a while. It, things were trajectory, you know, going in that upward trajectory for him uh, Wednesday and then Thursday and Friday. It seemed like it was just a matter of time, um, but it, it was what a wild week it was in the U.S. Uh, during election week.
1: I got worried about eight thirty on Tuesday.
0: Yeah, because the odds like, favored oh, no. Trump. Oh no, he lost Florida,
1: which he can lose Florida or whatever, and. Like, this cannot, this cannot happen again. I was following the betting odds, and they took a turn towards Trump. And I looked at that, because I looked at that last time, and that's what happened. And when that happened, I was like, no, this cannot happen again. And in the end, Biden ended up winning by a decent margin. He won Georgia. He won Arizona. Trump win North Carolina, so... He's actually going to win by more electoral votes than Trump did, and he's going to win uh, by a lot more than Hillary did uh, four years ago. Uh, the voter fraud thing—I guess I, I like this comparison of is, is the uh, new birtherism. Like, uh, I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. It's just something they make up. And um, the, I guess the thing that sticks out to me is that we're—I guess—supposed to be nice to these people now, and that's the thing. Unity—that's the word. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, there's gotta be consequences for how these people act.
1: And hopefully the consequences was this election and and that, these are the worst people in this country. These are the dumbest people in this country. I just look at Russia just steamrolling us with misinformation to where people can't can't figure out what's fake and what's not real anymore. The voter fraud stuff is fake. There's no widespread examples of it. Um, I've seen too many people post about it and believe it, mm-hmm. to where it's sad that these are functioning people in, in society mm-hmm. that drive and are adults and they believe this, this bullshit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And like, like you and I have said for years that we will never, or at least I will never understand how people can support Trump or believe his bullshit. I just don't know how your brain works that you can believe that that. he thinks think he's the best ever? I think he's the worst ever. Yep. And I don't know how that how that is possible. So, um, in the end, it ended up working out very well. Biden won quite a bit. All those states were very close. He up winning.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and essentially, there were 13 swing states. If you want to look at it this way, yep. uh, four years ago, Hillary won. The states Hillary won by more than five points. You got 187 votes. Trump got the same, he had 188 votes four years ago from the states he won by more than five points. So you take those into consideration, there were 13 states left that were within five points last time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Biden won 11 of them. He won all of them but Florida or North Carolina. So he won 11 of the 13 swing states. He okay. was getting up with 306 or so electoral votes. He's probably gonna win the margin of the, uh, the votes. By 6 million or so, 6-7 mm-hmm. million, we'll see California still still doing it. So it, it was a, in the end, it ended up being a, a somewhat convincing victory, despite how close things seemed throughout the week. Mm-hmm. But, you want to work with the Republicans, but the problem is the Republicans don't want to work with you. So we have mm-hmm. seen the speeches, I'm sure you saw the speeches. Yep. Biden gave,
0: and they were all really good. Especially the Saturday or night one was excellent. <laughs> the fr- I Friday, m- I just uh, sorry, I, I was just gonna say Friday night. I watched that speech, and then sure. I flipped to to Fox News because I just wanted to see what they were doing, how they were covering it, and Laura Ingraham, who's a terrible person. But she's like, what was that? That was just a lot of cliches and fluff. Like, what the hell is he trying to do? And then you have on the opposite side guys like Van Jones and um, you know all these other people on, on CNN who are like, that was really good. He's trying to unite the country. Like, I don't understand how you can cover it from two different perspectives as bad. But then again, it is Fox News we're talking about.
1: I've got YouTube TV and I have them blocked. They're not even on my lineup. They don't even come up. I deselected them in my settings, so I do not even have the option. I don't want the option of even turning it to them. Good. So we're supposed to work with these people, and Biden says we need to calm down, which I agree with. We got to quit hating each other, which mm-hmm. would be nice. We got to quit with all of this, and we have to come together and we have to be able to talk to each other without hating each other's guts, which is nice. Yeah. I find that very hard to do when one side thinks the election was a fraud and there's uh, illegal voting, which didn't happen, and when Mitch McConnell does his stuff, and where they don't they don't want to work with you. How do you work with them when they don't want to work with you? At some point, the Democrats have to be assholes. They say, fuck you. We're going to do what we want to do. We're not going to play with you at all. We have won seven of the past eight presidential election votes. The people do not like what you do. They like what we do. That's why we've won seven of the past eight votes. If they gave a shit about you, maybe they'd vote for you. But they don't. And I also don't like that somehow the Democrats win and now they have to cater to the Republican voters and say, how can we win the Republican voters? How can we be of service to those uh, who did not vote for us? If you didn't vote for them, again, I say, fuck you, I don't give a shit about you. I'm only concerned about the people that voted for us. Because Republicans sure as fuck don't worry about me. Because I don't work for them. And I don't vote for them. So one side's going to play this game. Both sides can play this game. And we can see who the fuck wins. Because we're not going to get anything done if the Democrats go on this thing. thinking they're going to get some sort of deals worked out. So your idea should be like Republicans win at all costs, executive orders, Pass shit that works. Because Republicans don't pass a goddamn thing that works. Get nope. back into the Paris Climate Agreement, which yes, we got out of last week. Yep. Get back into this Iran nuclear deal. Do all these things that Obama or that, that Trump did, get rid of them. And it sounds like Biden is doing that. Yep. Have a COVID task force that actually meets and that you actually listen to. Keep Fauci. Biden. That's one of the first things he's doing. So... Yep. Do all of this. So I don't have any sympathy for any Republican asshole out there that is sad and being a little bitch because their racist piece of shit lost last week in a convincing fashion. I don't give a shit about you or your goddamn feelings. Fuck you and I welcome a new president. And I hope he runs again in four years so I can vote against him for a third time that so I can see him be a little whiny, eating old bitch and lose again. Please run again in four years. You old decrepit piece of shit! So I can again vote against you, and I can see your your supporters crumble and be stupid assholes. And as as uh, as I wrap up this little thing here, we've been under we've been under a IQ test for the past five years, and about half of us have failed, and we continue to fail.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So if you like Trump, if you think the election was rigged, I don't give a shit if you're my long lost friend. Fuck you, you idiot. I don't want to be around you. I don't want to be around you anymore. So that's how I feel about that.
0: You are strong. Coming in strong. Coming in hot with that. So let me, Viril, a lot to dissect here from this. Yeah, a lot of, lot of four-letter words <laughs> You And you know what? I think we were all angry. Well, not all, because 70 million weren't angry. And I will say this: that is a. It, I will give a lot of credit to 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 President Trump for uh for rallying his base and doing the rallies and stuff. As as uh, as terrible as it was, you know, COVID-wise and spreading and stuff, for him to be able to go to all these little pockets, like in North Carolina and parts of uh, Pennsylvania and all these other states that he visited that he rallied at in the the coming weeks he got people to really go out and vote and that was the vast majority of the people that came out on election day were republicans because he had said before don't trust the mail it's not good whereas democrats were like hey you know what do a lot of the absentee do a lot of the mail-in ballots uh this year because of covid and stuff so each side how did Trump vote
1: did Trump, did Trump vote in person or how did he vote
0: I think he voted by mail I, might have se- I may have seen that if that's a
1: uh, if any dumb son of a bitch brings up mail-in voting I'm going to ask him how the guy did he like how did he vote Biden he voted in person a couple of days before the election mm-hmm. uh, Trump mailed his ballot so and he was on he, the. he, dist- he, he distrust the system so much he's going to use it
0: yep and he was on and he was on the golf course on Saturday um as that. So that was
1: excellent. And, that was
0: excellent.
1: As the decision comes down, he's doing what he's done more than anybody's ever done, anything ever, which
0: is a golf. And and yet he criticized Obama for it time and time again for going out and golfing. And here he does this all the time. And no one says a, a thing about it, which is just absolutely uh, insane to me. Now, again, so so you have that portion of it. And then the people are like, oh, there's voter fraud and all this stuff. Well in Pennsylvania the Republican led uh, legislature and i don't know if it was i think it might have been the governor too had they created a rule that said you cannot count any absentee ballots or mail in ballots until 7 a.m. the day of the election well do you really think that's practical when you have all these people coming in to vote that you're going to have people being able to count all these up in a in a fast in uh, efficient fashion no you're gonna wait with those until after the ones that are like voting that day that's how they do it that's how other states had said it beforehand so all of these uh, these these comments about oh where are they all these people voting from where are all these votes coming from how come they're so much more predominantly more towards biden stuff that's because the democrats said we you, if you want to do the mail-in ballot this year that's probably preferable they pushed that more than than the trump team did than the republican side and there were specific laws in states some led by republican controlled uh how, like senates and governors that said you cannot count the vote until the day after the election or a couple days after this is not this is not startling revelation this, they're not digging up uh bags of votes from the from the dead from the graveyards to uh, to, to count and favor biden this is how it was set up and this is how it was set up Months ago, not just the day of. So that is a ridiculous argument that people can't comprehend. And it's unfathomable to me that they can. Because when you bring up a state like Pennsylvania and you're like, well, did you know the Republicans did that? Well, I mean, there's got to be something else. Like there's still voter fraud and all this other garbage. There may be a few instances of this, but there are not... Thousands and thousands of uh, of cases of voter fraud. And if you want to talk about intimidation and suppression, think about what the Republican Party did, what Trump's MAGA supporters were doing, blocking highways, sending letters to people. I I have a, a co-worker who posted something on Facebook about someone had sent someone a, a letter. I don't know if it was someone she had uh, knew or just saw this on social media and said, I see you're uh, a Biden supporter. Well, I hope you're co- that your house is uh, fire protection and stuff because there's going to be damage and stuff if this happens. Like these are, these are threats, and we know who they're coming from. How can you support that? If you want to go, again, with the fact that Trump is good for business and stuff, if you're in that uh, certain business realm, that is at least, for me, that's at least plausible and understandable that you would maybe vote for it. But then don't say... Don't go off on any of these tangents about fraud or how like the, the, the Democrats are such bad people. When you could just look at these people wearing Trump shirts and MAGA hats and everything like that, and they are in- intimidating and suppressing, trying to suppress the vote as much as anything. It's just it's remarkable. It's a double standard. It is a double standard, and we gotta
1: we gotta we want to work with these people, Seth, and we gotta work. With the people, I want to burn your house down. They think we're nuts. I think they're nuts. Yeah, I don't. There's no middle ground. I don't. The things you said are facts. It's almost like Trump and the Republicans go, "Let's create chaos and confusion," and then when that happens, let's say, "Oh my God, there's so much confusion and chaos out there." Well, yes, that's because you won't open the ballots until seven a.m. I hate Florida. Other of dumb people in Florida. But at least they got the majority of their votes in on election
0: night. Was that the most surprising thing of the election, is that we knew Florida like by 9 o'clock Eastern time on election night?
1: Why every state can't do that? I thought it was, I mentioned it in the lead-up, why you can't count your votes the weekend before, the week before, you can, especially with this, with millions of them out there. Count them before the actual day. Uh, make changes in the state legislature. Make changes... In your state laws mm-hmm. that is absolutely ridiculous how we don't know still a week from now uh with the it's stupid uh north carolina we won't know until tuesday arizona we still don't know nevada took fucking forever yeah. counts uh at least georgia georgia was counting it took a long time but they were counting seemingly we got updates all the time georgia mm-hmm. and philadelphia and pennsylvania at least we were getting updates like every few hours there, things there, were changing yeah out west Nothing changed for days. Like they would have one or two dumps a day, and it wasn't that much. If so I'll, let's maybe speed up this process because it is ridiculous to wait for ten thousand uh, votes on one day, like Pennsylvania does, and uh, a lot of them are absentee. If you have them, count them before. We, we can do better, Florida. Florida learned from two thousand. We can do better, and they have. Let's let's not have this happen.
0: Again. By the way, like the steal the vote. Uh, yells that are going on right now are just plain stupid. Uh, they aren't. Again, it's called the mail-in ballot, and this is what was going on. Uh, it's just the it, it it's stupid to hear this. Also, there's someone from the Republican Party, like, uh, and I can't remember what his name is, and I don't exactly remember the where he's a leader within Georgia, but he looks like Penny Hardaway. I watched his press conference on Friday. I don't know if you saw but this guy looked exactly like Penny Hardaway. He's like, I'm so damn tired. of Like, every American's vote should count. Like, this is not the Georgian way. Like, this is about the United States and stuff. I'm like, dude, shut up. I mean, just... It's just... I mean, then we have a a press conference by Giuliani in the four seasons. Oh, wait, it's by an adult bookstore. It's not... Like, it's just... These are... It's just it's crumbling. And then we have guys like Lindsey Graham who, oh, yeah, I beat Jamie Harrison. You tried to get me out. And he just puffs his chest and says, yeah, there's got to be some voter fraud. Like the elections, the integrity of the election is in question. This is just asinine that that we're talking about the integrity of the vote. It's not. It's just, it's so terrible that we have people questioning the integrity of it. It, it's there's nothing wrong in you know what when you say can you please bring up some tangible evidence stuff like Sharpiegate oh that was debunked really quickly the the bags of ballots that were burned that had Trump on it oh that was that was debunked quickly because it was uh, bags of just sample ballots there was nothing on there they weren't gonna be counted uh, the city of Virginia Beach discounted or uh, debunked several uh a a video out there i mean you just have all these people lying and lying and lying and i'll be honest again i was there some fraud i can't definitively say there wasn't there may be some cases here and there but for the Republican party to constantly push this and push this and we knew that they were going to because they were going to lose. They had talked about this from the get-go. There were so many people that wanted Trump to lose that they were going to go out and win and they were likely to win. Again, and that speaks to the and I give credit to Trump for doing this for all these rallies and getting people to go out and vote cuz I think that ultimately helped, especially in a state like North Carolina. But it's just ridiculous, all of these notions. If you want to talk about it, bring tangible proof, bring tangible evidence, and when you ask for it, they can't do it. They can't do it.
1: Your whole life is a lie. Trump's entire thing is a lie. And whatever he says, they will believe it. And that's where we're going to be. I think he's all in pen thus far in court battles. With
0: the election, he will never concede. He will never give a speech and saying Joe Biden is the next president. He will never, ever concede this election. Never, it will never happen. It's also to me because inter- I heard or I, I saw a headline that the Senate's you know because uh, it's Republican-led right now, and I do think that the Democrats hurt themselves. I mean, they were so focused on on Biden, but I don't think. On, on Biden beating Trump, or just beating Trump in general, that I don't think they that their message was abundantly clear, especially when it cu- when it came to like the defund the police stance and stuff. Uh you know, a Virginia Democrat uh, mentioned that 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 kind of hurt her in her race. That it was a lot closer. So I do think that that hurt their ability to pick up a lot of seats in the Senate. We do have a couple of runoffs in Georgia. I doubt. Uh, I bet at best it'll be a split for the Democrats. I don't see both winning. But so you have this Republican-led Senate that's going to refuse to really work with Joe Biden or pass anything that the the Democratic-led House, which didn't gain many seats. Again, that, I think, speaks to their overall message leading up to it that they weren't crystal clear on several major issues so that's something that the democrats must work on if because the republicans are set up pretty nicely to do something in 2018 gain more seats in both the senate and the house and then that can help for the presidency in 2024 but i would hope that people are going to look and if they say in 2022 oh biden hasn't done anything well has the senate past anything because if the senate's not willing to work with the president and the president-elect i'm sorry and president-elect biden wants to work across the aisle he wants to uh unite people he wants to unify he wants just to the nation to to get calm again and i'm gonna take him for his word and people could say oh he hasn't done anything for 47 years well no one divided a country more in 47 months than trump did so shut up there um If Biden says he wants to do it, then the Senate has to at least show that they are willing to work with him. But as we know, considering who's in there, like Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell, it's very unlikely that that will happen. And I would hope that Americans will see this and say, yes, we need... uh, like, when they come to 2022, if there hasn't been a lot that's been accomplished yet to this point, they'll look and say, well, how has the Senate worked with the President? That will tell it all.
1: They were the Supreme Court Justice in a few weeks. They weren't able to pass any COVID relief from earlier this spring. So, if they want to do something, yeah, they can do something. Like Mitch McConnell's one of the worst human beings ever.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: And uh, he needs to shrivel up and go away.
0: Mm-hmm. Go so, in a shell.
1: Yeah, I mean... Just do executive orders. Just bypass them. Do whatever you can. Pass a bunch of stuff so you don't need them. Say, we're doing this now. We're doing all this stuff. We don't have to, or uh, well, we're not using you because you are not, you don't want to play. You don't want to uh, compromise. You may want to do your jobs. But you just screw them, bypass them, and uh, get things done.
0: I have heard that, you know, there's been talk about Pelosi using the, uh, invoking the 25th Amendment on if the president, like, the president isn't able-bodied, like mentally sound and stuff, that it would be uh, Kamala that would be in charge. And then eventually, uh, for all intents and purposes, it would be Nancy Pelosi. Um, And I heard over the weekend uh, that it's not done for Trump, but for Biden because they think he's not mentally fit enough. And if that's... I don't. Has anybody
1: seen Donald Trump speak in the last five years?
0: <laughs> well, you, you would you would think that. I don't. Has anybody
1: and... not been mentally fit for office? It's this stupid apple.
0: I have seen. Remember
1: when he said put bleach? Remember when he said drink bleach? Yeah, yeah. Inject so yourself, in yourself
0: with bleach, it. yeah.
1: Um... Inject white into your body. This is the stupidest man we've ever had as president. And that's not even worth a debate. The dumbest person I have ever seen. In a high-ranking position, and that includes the governor of the state in which I reside, which is saying something.
0: Uh, there, I guess. No, where was I going with this? Here, all I'm saying, I guess, yeah, no, like, you, yeah, like no, I know yeah. that this, like, in the beginning of like October, so I googled it, and I haven't found anything that it was deliberate. It's deliberately going towards Biden because why would you put something in there if? Uh, you d- aren't even sure that your candidate's going to win. This would seemingly be for Trump. And I'm like, no, this is for Biden. I can't, I don't think that's the case. But these are the sorts of things then that make me distrust anything that anyone says. So, so I'm going to ask you, have you heard of this in terms of it being for Biden? Now, to me, that's just is asinine. It's asinine. I've never heard of that at all. I've heard the 25th amendment for Trump because
1: he's an idiot. I've never heard of that for Biden at all and people like to say let me, let me give you one example there was one girl who I used to work with uh, here at the radio station she was in sales I really liked her we talked we were friends I thought I haven't seen her a few months but let me just read what, you, what she said here a couple of days ago she said what I know for sure is that a man who can't even complete a full sentence and had 11 people show up to his rallies did not fairly really be a man who was clearly pro-American and has thousands upon thousands of supporters at every single rally no matter what state he was in the blatant proof of fraud staring us in the face. Even still, you won't see us Republicans out rioting or looting. She also said socialism is right now on our front doorstep. Scary thought, but God is still in control and will always be. you got a plan, you will not forsake his followers, all this bullshit she believes in. I, I saw a lot
0: of that. I saw a lot of that same sentiment.
1: P.S. Glad I bought myself a gun when I did. I don't care if I see this person ever again or talk to this person Ever again, If you're that dumb, I can't help you. I can't help you at this point. If you're so far along in this process that you can't see this, um, I don't know what to say. He's I don't got know what your a, parents did. I don't know how
0: you... He's got a speech impediment.
1: How, I'll never know. I'll never know how, pe- I, I will never, never know how d- people can believe this and wh- why you would want to hit your horse to Trump. Everything he touches dies. We haven't talked for, about COVID, but we're, we're at an all-time high. Yeah. Somehow, 10 months into this thing, we we're at an all-time high. And, and we still don't do that. We have to wait for a new president a year later to actually do something about
0: this. And what did wh- what did Biden the Biden campaign tweet out or say or release after they were seeing all of the celebrations in the streets in Philadelphia and Washington, D.C. and Atlanta and everything? They said... Please adhere to the CDC guidelines and celebrate responsibly like they're trying to say, hey, it's great, you know, go out and celebrate, but please do it responsibly. Could they have maybe done it a little more forcibly? Yes, but I mean at least they're saying, hey, don't this is a big day, but you we have to remember the larger picture here. Like they they and that's what they're doing. They're saying, We get it. The the other side does not get it.
1: Everybody that I saw out there celebrating because President Big Shit lost, was wearing a mask. Wearing a mask, and in Philadelphia, New York, all across the country, Atlanta, Minneapolis, going nuts. I don't remember that reaction for anybody else. Not even for Obama, and people loved him. People were so excited, so excited on Saturday and Saturday night, taking to the streets to get rid of this dictator fascist we have. Under our control right now They were so happy
0: Were they? Yeah. Tears, were,
1: tears were welling up in my eyes <laughs> As Biden and, and Kamala Harris Were giving their speech On Saturday night Because it's like This country is not very good And that has been proven here This is proven Tuesday That there's a lot of bad people out there mm-hmm. But we all think and hope That maybe it's not as bad as it is And this isn't going to get This going to get only worse here as we continue to go along. Good people versus uh, bad people, stupid idiots versus reasonable people. And we can't agree on a goddamn thing. That's become very apparent here uh, in the last few years. So, as long as the good, smart people outweigh the dumb uh, rural people, we'll be okay. But that won't always be the case. So, you know, there's probably gonna be about, I don't know, 300, 400,000 people dead over the course of a year, if not more, over the course of a full uh, 12 months with this virus. So, I, I don't know, I don't understand people, not a big fan of people, because there's a lot of idiots out there and I, I can't even, couldn't even begin to understand. my whole. How many, yeah, I mean, and I, and I, and I blame Fox News. Oh, I absolutely. blame Fox News for that. Yeah. Um, and all the Russian information, you blame them too. But uh, if Fox News was not Fox News and they weren't around, I think things would be a whole lot better.
0: Yep. Um, yeah, it's... I just... I hope that this... I hope that the people that went out and voted and voted out in droves, I hope that they continue to go out and vote. Like, this is not just something... Like, this was the, arguably the most important election of our lifetimes. Either side. Um, and I hope that those who did go out and vote will continue to go out and vote in subsequent because this is gonna shape the future. And I think that more people were just out in the streets because Biden defeated Trump and not that they're not that Biden won. You know, I think I, I, I think that was pretty obvious here, but hopefully he he's a he's a nice guy. He's a guy that's gonna work I mean you don't stay in I shouldn't say that. I, I was
1: gonna
0: well, here's the thing. I, like, we're actually gonna have adults
1: yeah. run the country again. Yes. Adults run the country. Scientists. We're going to listen to them. And there's going to be a lot of things that are normal, that I'm going to look at and say, what? We're doing that? We're going to do this with that? Oh my God. Oh yeah, that's the way it used to be.
0: Mm-hmm. I just want... Okay. In politics, it's never uh, 100% honesty. Never 100% truth. There never will be. But I am hopeful that... Uh, because of the lack of trust and the the amount of discord in this country right now, I would hope that Biden and Harris are as truthful and honest as possible, and not doing shady stuff. They're not hiding from the American people uh, vital information. I want them to be open and honest. I'm not a huge fan of Kamala. I, I just I'm not. I don't think she. I love her. I, I love her. I, I,
1: she I know you do. I absolutely destroyed tents. Later, so yep. She's the favorite
0: to be the next president. I love her. I, I, I'm not a huge fan of her, I, but I want... But certainly, she seems to understand the, the gravity of the situation. She understands the moment, and I think... I, I'm hopeful for good things, because she can't be any worse than Pence, but he was just you know kind of in the background. He's a fly on the wall for all intents and purposes. I think she'll have a much more vital role in this... Uh, presidency and hopefully just like you know Biden Biden had a very significant role in in Obama's administration um, I mean he he worked alongside Obama that's what I want to see I want to see Harris work alongside uh, Biden and work as a, as a team rather than uh, somebody's you know side piece you know it's just the, the yes man you gotta make sure you have those checks and balances in place I hope that is the case uh, once it is official and President-elect Biden uh, will be sworn into office in January of 2021.
1: I shall do a good job. Um, it was a big day. I'm, I'm sad. The whole week was amazing. It felt yeah. like your team won a big championship.
0: Yep. It was, it felt like. it was great. It, and again, I will just say it for the... I will watch CNN every time for election coverage in large part because of John King and what he does with that magic wall and it changes all the time like Wolf Blitzer it takes like it takes like a 30 second break and like oh no, we have some interesting stuff here coming in Ohio uh, and it's like come on Wolf set, uh, set John up a little bit better here where we just talked to him but he it's just constantly changing and pulling out he could switch screens he's the best at what he does John King is the absolute best and I um I really in was saying I I thought CNN did a very good job. Are they were they cheering for Biden for lack of a better term? Uh, I shouldn't say cheering. That's that's the wrong term. Were they were maybe they a little more hopeful that Biden would win? I think absolutely. And it, it you could see that you know Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday that yes it seemed like that, but I also find their overall presentation to be the best. I watched a little bit of nbc i wasn't particularly um uh thrilled or just like oh that this is something that i want to keep watching but i really thought that i think cnn did a, a bang up job and um that Ari Mar- arnon Markish or whatever the fox uh news uh decision desk guy worked tirelessly i mean he he said he called Arizona, like they called Arizona thir- uh, Tuesday night and we're yeah. still not sure that that's going on, but he was very confident. So I appreciate it. I saw an interview with him. I appreciated his openness and his honesty. Uh, I, I liked what Chris Wallace did, but it was just very interesting watching between the two as things slowly progressed, how it was covered. And then once the, the, the announcement became official, um, how that played out. It's just very interesting. I like the comp- comparing the two, but I will take CNN dollar for dollar any time that there is an election.
1: It was very, very good. Yep, yeah, very, very good. I was worried they were going to bed Tuesday night, and was... Wednesday morning, things started to turn around by maybe 6 o'clock or so Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning. Things started to look pretty good, and by Wednesday night, you we thought, all right, we're, we got it. And then you just waited Thursday Friday, Saturday, so it was, uh, it lived up to the hype, it was a big game, and the big game lived up to the hype, and the right team won, mm-hmm. and all these next two months are going to be amazing, just every, just try to wring the washcloth out of every last stupid thing that this idiot can pull out, it, it, it's, it's fun how stupid they are, again, I can only laugh, and I don't know if I told you that, but at this point, yep. you're just going to laugh at them. Yep. She's going to say, oh, she said that, oh, stupid dummy. Our, our governor is very good at just whine uh, blatantly. I, I think she's very funny, very stupid. And uh, and everything. you can just replay these clips of what they thought four years ago and what they think now, and they're completely different.
0: People were talking about the polls and how bad the polls were and stuff. Like, you know what? The, we had the. It, the, the, we had the same issue in 2016, and Fox News and the Republican side were not talking about how inaccurate the polls were back then. And now all of a sudden it's an issue. I have I have, a, I have a problem with that. Uh, congrats to uh, Governor Christie Nome. She's on parlor. Uh, that's a free uh, social media platforms that respect and protect free speech. So in other words, th- say dumb shit and hope that people believe it because. That's what's going on. That's it's just stupid. Hey, by
1: the way, uh, we, we passed marijuana, both of them. I think we're the first state to ever do that.
0: And, and sports gambling,
1: medical and recreational at the same time. And she, of course, was against that. Um, I voted for both of them, and I voted, uh, voted for the sports betting, and that also passed. So I was I was very happy with how things turned out here. Um, there are 105 people in the state legislature in Pierce. Stack and 105. How many are Republicans in South Dakota? Hundred and five person essentially state Congress. How many people of the 105 are Republicans? Uh, Think of
0: whatever uh,
1: number whatever number you're thinking of, double it.
0: Really? I uh, it'd be
1: pretty close.
0: Okay, so say, say this again out. You're saying how many people voted for it?
1: There are 105 state lawmakers in Pierre, or
0: 105
1: yep. state legislators yep. that we send to Pierre every year. Yep. Um, or is there a third? or is it, uh, senators, there's 35 senators, 45, 45 senators, 35 senators, I think. 35 senators, the rest are in the House. How many are Republicans, how many are Democrats? Oh. Many, what's the makeup of South Dakota State legislature.
0: I mean, I, with the Senate right now is like 48-48 for the U.S. Senate. It, but what is it, the makeup for South Dakota?
1: There's 105 lawmakers.
0: 75-30. 75 Republicans, 30 Democrats, and I think that's probably overshooting it.
1: 94-11.
0: Okay, yeah, we're way overshooting it.
1: There are 11 Democrats in tier in the state legislature. There are 35 senators. Three of them are Democrats.
0: Yikes. Yikes.
1: South Dakota is a very red state. It is is not 90% red. It's probably 65% red. So that is way off balance. That Mm -hmm. is not a representative government,
2: I would not say. I don't know.
1: 94 of your 105 state lawmakers are one party. There's 11 Democrats in the state legislature. That is amazing. They lost like five seats, too. Incredible.
0: Yeah, it, it certainly is. Um, I just,
1: And she doesn't like marijuana. It's up to these state lawmakers now to come up with the marijuana laws. Mm-hmm. And uh, the governor had commercials out there saying she would like you to vote no on the marijuana laws. Well, we didn't listen to her. We voted yes and both, uh, passed both of them. So, um, that should
0: you tell her something about what the people of South Dakota think of her?
1: Yeah. This, this is, a, as she said, as she, said uh, she was on the uh, George Stephanopoulos show yesterday yep. morning, and uh, when she had a quote out there, which um, I'm going to come back to bite her, because she says, uh, what did she say? She said that we are a government that gets its power from the consent of the governed, that is the people. The people said we want marijuana to be legal, therefore it's legal starting July 1st. So remember that. You get your power, you're the government, you get your power from the people. People voting for marijuana,
0: give them marijuana. This week, ABC's uh, Twitter handle accidentally said she was from North Dakota. I only wish. <laughs> By the way, North Dakota voted a guy for a guy. A guy won the office who died of COVID the, uh, last month. And that's that's very sad that he died of COVID. We don't want that. But he won uh an off he won uh so his seat or whatever, so now they have to have a special runoff. It's like, oh my gosh. It's just unbelievable.
1: Ignore
0: the dumbest people a lot. It's it's just weird. So I, I am very hopeful that Biden and Harris will be able to to do stuff uh i i just hope everyone's receptive but i mean we, i honestly cringe and this i'm fearful that the assassination attempts are going to are going to skyrocket i'm a, i'm on on Biden and Harris, I am afraid that you know businesses are going to be taken over by these uh, MAGA mobs. Uh, I'm afraid that the mini militias are going to pop up, sprout out all over the country, and try and take back their country. In which case, uh, the the National Guard, I think, can put an end to that pretty quickly. One would hope. But
1: um, I'm not too, too worried about assassination attempts, but I am worried about just these people, these violent people. Yeah.
0: So we'll see it happens there. Uh, unfortunately, the weekend was not full of all... But do you have any other thoughts on the election at all?
1: It was amazing. It dominated everything for the entire week. Biden won. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Thank God. This cannot happen again. This cannot happen again with Trump and the shit. This
0: cannot happen again. Uh, I'm sure you saw Van Jones on CNN gave yep. his
1: emotional reaction.
0: Yes. Yep.
1: On well, that Saturday, he was crying. Yep. Um, it came down to this. Like, being a good person matters.
0: Not to reasons, 70 million anybody. people. Not to 70 million people, it didn't.
1: No. But it should. And it ended up, finally, we won. Yep. So we won. So being a good person should matter. And that's what it comes down to. If you like Trump, you're not a good person. I, well, I've said that many times.
0: i got to tell you, Governor Kasich from Ohio, I like this guy more and more. I hope he runs in 2024. Um. I would vote for him. He just he has it. They talked. Anderson Cooper talked with him on CNN pretty much right after the uh, election, or the after the um, the the announcement came through, and he was just so like he said, "I've known Joe for years. This is a great guy. This guy gets it." Governor Kasich for 2024. That. If he were there, I, I I'm curious to find more about this David Hogan, the the Republican governor of Maryland. He seems like he has a decent head on his shoulders. Um, these would be two guys that I would like to see potentially as, as candidates for 2024. 20, this would make me at least listen uh, on their side. I think they're they're very good. But Governor Kasich, I have the utmost respect for. He's a very he was a great governor of Ohio. Uh, by all uh, things that I've I've seen and read, but he just carries himself with such grace and dignity. So I really I really enjoyed the interview, but just more listening to him talk. He's just a great guy.
1: With Trump out of the picture for now, who are the Republicans? Are they still Nikki? Trump-like? Um, I think that they are. Well, just because he got yeah. rid of Trump doesn't mean he got rid of his
0: ideas and no. his hate. Yep. Nope. And I think that's what Republicans are now. They're not John Kasich. Unfortunately, you're right. Yep. They're
1: not They're not Mitt Romney. They're not John McCain.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They are not those people anymore. They're, they are Donald Trump. They, they are Ted Cruz, Lindsey Graham, all these other people that have been buddies with Trump. That is them now. So whoever they nominate in 2024, are they just going to continue? If it's not Trump himself, are they just going to continue with the hate I think, and, and the Trump-like... Uh, Rhetoric—that That is what our governor has done this past year, this yep. past 10 months, our governor. She, she, she wasn't always like this. I never liked her, but she was, never, she was not like this Right. a year, two years ago. She was not like this, and she's not like this. I think she should win re-election in two years, no doubt about it. I don't, it was close. She won by five points two years ago, but I don't think there's not a doubt in my mind. She'll win. As, as terrible as she's been, she'll win in two years um, I think easily. But they, they they continue to be the party of Trump. And the Trump hate I think is gonna stick around uh maybe for good. That's who they are. Yep. Yeah. If that's who they wanna be, then, then that's their choice. I don't think it's
0: fair people say, I I don't think it's fair to characterize all though in that and paint that's paint that them the entire party with a broad brush. There are a number of Republicans and new age Republicans that don't like the way that the Trump party's going. So the, not every candidate is like that. Uh, and not everyone on that couple,
1: side. There, was, there was some guy in Illinois who's a Republican that's kind of spoken out, but 90-95% of them like this guy and I'll paint like them with the whitest brush that I can see and this is what they are now. The party of delusion, the party of an alternative reality, the party of hate, the party of if I win, it was fair. If you win, uh, you cheated. I mean, yep. That's something that we do when we're eight years old playing, playing games. Yes. That's really what we do. So that, that is that is what they are right now. Mm-hmm. And I've had people say, oh, Biden's going to take away the guns. I heard that with Obama. Somehow we still have guns. Mm-hmm. Somehow when, uh, after Biden's done president, being president, we're still going to have the guns. So I don't know how many times that thing has to happen uh, before... They don't believe that, but again, they'll, be, they'll believe anything. They're not very smart. Um, even, even, and, and, the, and the frustrating thing is, as we've gone back and forth on Facebook a lot with these people, yep. even when, when I try to present facts and articles and sources that are true, I know they don't read those, but those are the facts and those are the, those are the things that are true and you can't tell them any different so there's no use in arguing with these people it's kind of past the point of having a rational conversation and trying to persuade them or trying to say hey actually what, what you're posting, that is not true the source you're posting from is not a reputable source here's something that says the opposite of what you said from a reputable source uh, i tried that I think I'm probably done with that because that's beyond the point right now that is a, probably a useless waste of my time and all you can really do now is just point and laugh and make
0: fun of these people because it, it, it's, it's gone on for so long. Mm-hmm. Nope. I, I agree. I, I think the last four years have certainly burned a lot of, the last four or five years, they've burned a lot of bridges with a number of different <laughs> people.
1: It wouldn't be so bad if the Republicans would just step up and say, "No, this is not what we want." Right. And they can do that, but they don't. They enable this guy.
0: I think I think some do though, Krenz, and that's why I say I don't think you can paint everyone with a broad brush. But they but they are being drowned out by the other people. I. Um, I think
1: there's been two senators that have wished Joe Biden congratulations. I think it's Romney, Mitt Romney, and uh, Susan Collins up in Maine. Yeah. That's it. Two senators out of fifty. Yep. And wish him a
0: week after the election. Hey, President, nice job. Yep. No, I I, I agree. I'm, I'm I'm not talking just strictly the Senate side. Um, I know that I saw an interview on the Daily Show a number of weeks back on this guy who, um, says that there's a new age Republican. Like he's they're the they're moving on. Like there's a in terms of a new section within the Republican Party. So. There is that out there. It's just they're like, being drowned out and they're in the minority right now within their own party. They're being drowned out by all the other MAGA's out there.
1: Like, it's not enough just to not say anything and ignore it and hope that it goes away. They should have to go against it. Yeah. You can't say, well, I'll just hold my tongue here for the next four years and then hopefully things get back to normal. I think it's pretty apparent things are not going to get back to normal. No. Even though Trump isn't the president. So, you need people to speak up and that is not happening of Mitt Romney the one guy who speaks of Mitt
0: Romney and then he gets so, shot down by uh, the other members of his own party which is yeah. just so that, I, mean, that's, I mean that's that's what they want that's who they are right now mm-hmm. so it's yeah. just
1: great and I'll never understand them so it's uh it, it's here to stay which is unfortunate so he's gonna just continue to uh continue to, to win these presidential elections and everything else yep. just uh it, it's, it's been a been so much worse than I, I ever could have thought four
0: years ago yeah well we're just we're there now that the voter fraud stuff, that'll that'll die out here hopefully because they won't have evidence uh, worth noting that uh can, okay, the we, fraud, why did
1: they, how how do how do you how do you voter fraud uh, as a verb I guess how do you voter fraud uh the presidency but you lose seats in the senate and the house What what, what a strategy to Yeah Have voter fraud for Biden, but then you also don't pick up ground in the Senate, which a lot of people thought you were going to get the majority, but you're not. And you also lose some of your majority in the House.
0: It's a bold strategy. How does that work?
1: How does voter fraud work where you're voting for Biden, but then you're not going to take over the Senate?
0: It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pans out.
1: Uh (laughs) That's a hell of a strategy. You got a lot of these people saying, oh, there were more votes cast in the state than there are people in the state. And um, some of these people don't know the difference between Washington State and Washington, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: D.C. They can't see the difference between the state of Georgia and the country of Georgia. So I I would obviously expect that from these idiots when they can't uh, figure out science and math. They also can't figure out geography. A lot of things they can't figure out.
0: It wasn't all a great weekend, though, as we heard early Sunday, or Sunday morning, the the news that longtime uh, Je- host of Jeopardy, Alex Trebek, passed away uh, at the age of 80, pancreatic cancer. Um, I don't know how much you, how often you watch Jeopardy. I watched it quite frequently over the years, uh, not so much here in the last year or so, but um, I've done my own Jeopardy games with my own family. Like they could tell you, they they have stories and stuff. I I create the some very random ass categories, but um, this one really. I mean, it's just in a, a piece. He was such a piece of the Amer- of Americana, and of course, at the game shows and stuff. America America's almost defined by the game shows, uh, the different game shows that we've had over the years. Uh, whether that be Match Game or, you know, Certainly the Price is Right, Wheel of Fortune, uh, Newly Wed uh, Game, uh, all these other shows. And Alex Trebek almost stood the test of time with it over and over. He kept working as he was going through um, through his uh, uh, treatments. Through treatments. Yes, yep, thank you. Um, and he, he approached it with a, yeah, I'm going to defeat the odds. I'm going to defeat... It's statistically low, but I'm going to beat it. And uh, I knew it was going to pass at some point, but I must say when it came down that he, that or when it was announced on Sunday that he died, it's like, oh my, I, I didn't, I wasn't expecting this. And it is, uh, it is it's a real tragedy. He, he was great, and I am really going to miss not seeing him on Jeopardy here going forward.
1: Did you watch the ABC special from last night? They had an hour long thing. I
0: did not, no.
1: I watched that. I was gonna he, he did a lot of charity work. Yes, did a lot did. of charity work during his years and he seemed like a good guy. I couldn't yep. help but contrast the way he acted versus Trump. Like he's the <laughs> complete opposite of him. Yep. Like by all measures he was a great person, a great guy who helped others, who helped charity. He read books, he wanted to learn. Other mm-hmm. Trump not so much, so yeah, it sucks. Yeah, you, you, you never knew know what was going to happen. But, um, I mean, you still got episodes for Christmas. It'll be on for at least a couple or more months. And uh, see if they maybe put together something there at the end. It's final, final episode. I think he had like 8,200 episodes or seven 8,000 episodes.
0: It, it's a Guinness World Record, whatever he has. Maybe I should, uh, maybe I'll have to write into Jeopardy and see if I can host.
1: Well, Sam, I mean, I mean, that's been you know, like, who is the host of Jeopardy? That's going to be interesting. And. I I watch. I I do like it in some categories. You have no idea, and other categories. Yeah, you should give it a try. You mean you don't
0: know seventeenth-century Russian literature?
1: Yeah, I'm not 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 keen on that. The Bible, surprisingly for me, stacking the Bible (laughs) is a a soft spot for me, uh, a blind spot, I would say, my knowledge. But, uh, like, the sports ones are easy. Nobody knows the sports ones. So it's like we know all the sports, useless sports stuff. And they know all, like, the uh, the apparent important stuff. And when you get a sports category every once in a while, it's like, oh, yeah. And Dan Patrick, he's got sports Jeopardy. I don't even know if that's on anymore. But uh, that was kind of a nice nice show. And when we do our shows, there's been lots of trivia over the years. That's always been a part of our shows. And that's probably the the, the best, the most favorite, the most fun
2: part
1: of the shows that we've done, mm-hmm. is the trip. So yeah, Sensity, he died 80 years old. We'll see who the new host is, but um, sounds like his life was full. He had, he had a pretty good one.
0: Yeah, he certainly did. Uh, so R.I.P. to a, a legend here, Alex Trebek, died uh, at the age of 80. Um, so I don't know if that's kind of a Debbie Downer to... to I like, like cool.
1: who would replace him? Like, who, like, who would... Dan Patrick of Sports Jeopardy, but I don't know if he wants that job. And like Drew Carey, I think, has done a. I don't know how you feel you're, you're the Price is Right yeah, guy, but yeah. like it was weird when he replaced uh, Bob Mark. Now Absolutely. he's been doing it for, what, over 10 years now. Yep. And it's kind of like, Drew Carey, Price is Right. He's, he's sitting there
0: now. What if
1: so, I. I what if I. Guy would
0: be? Uh, Ken Jennings who had the record yeah. uh, the maybe that uh, smug uh, like sports betting guy uh, just from you know recent times stuff so I would not think, him you Ken know, James yeah
1: I got, would you get a news guy like who like there's not a lot of game shows
2: mm-hmm. they brought
1: a lot of uh, back a lot of them here recently a lot of those have been hosted by actors and things like that yep yep so I don't know. Do you get like a serious person? You don't want to get a funny person. Like who do you get? I think Somebody you Somebody that you consider smart. I don't know. Like how about like, or, or who are you
0: say? Well, I was just gonna say I, I was I was gonna go more on the qualifications. I haven't figured out who would be the best to replace him. Um, I would say you want someone who's certainly smart and who's willing to go after the answers, but also has that sense of humor. And who can maybe poke fun at a contestant every once in a while? I don't think you you don't want to make it a, a, a comedian who's uh, con- constantly humorous. Honestly, I could see and and I as I say this, I'm slightly contradicting myself here. But some guy, almost like a like a John Stewart, uh, yeah. I think would He's be cool yeah. Um, Ones that they obviously can be funny, but they are serious when they need to be. Um, I think that, it's like,
1: such a time, so like it's such a time commitment, you mm-hmm. know. Like, I think Stephen Colbert would be great at it, but he's busy. Yeah,
0: yep. Nope.
1: All these people are busy, so like, who? Like who? Like, who, like there's a lot of names he would put out there, but like, they showed how he prepared for the show and how they take five shows a day, and mm-hmm. that's a, a large commitment. So I don't know. So I don't know how uh, how that would work with the time commitment.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'll think. I'll tell you what, I'll think about it, and I'll uh, I'll, re- I'll report back next week.
1: I thought of, I thought of a guy. Okay. I think Anderson Cooper
0: would be good at it. Oh, yes, Anderson would be good. Yep. Look, he's
1: got a nightly show, so... I don't know, he can tape a lot of shows, I guess. I mean, he could tape a lot of shows, mm-hmm. five a day. You do
0: that for a couple of weeks, you're
1: set for for months, so...
0: Yeah, I mean, well, look yeah, at he, look at what it, a yeah, guy like Steve. Wants
1: that, so. Yeah,
0: look at what a guy like Steve Harvey does and all the the crap he tapes. Yeah. Uh, not not I'm saying he doesn't need to be Jeopardy, but he he does yeah. so much that you can't. Uh... I'm gonna think about this like more family, and I'll get back to you next week.
1: Like Family food fits with him; he's good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yes, he's great watched, at it. I just watched a little bit of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire before the Alex Trebek thing last night. Mm-hmm. And I uh, watched a couple questions, and Jimmy Kimmel, he was the host of that. He's yep. gotten way more serious here these past few years, and he did. And he's he a good balance of that doing the uh, Wants to Be a Millionaire. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure they got to get something going here. Probably kind late this year, early next year. Yep. If they want episodes, and yeah, Jeffrey, I mean, has, I put it as, oh, it's the number one game show. I would say. Well, I know people like Wheel of Fortune, Price is Right, Family Feud, but um, I always like Jeopardy.
0: Yeah, I will take. There will be nothing that can top the, the Price is Right for me with Bob Barker. Okay. Um, yeah. But Jeopardy would be second on that list. Um, mm-hmm. It's.
1: I mean, just think of all the people that have died this year. Oh, just incredible. Yeah. And like Kobe Bryant, and that was the big one, and I'll, hopefully this is the last big one, but.
0: Oh, yeah, it yeah. won't be, Krenz. We got I'm two sure. months left.
1: <laughs> huh? We, we got, got two. We, have, we, have, we, we a, got a month two month and a half left at least. And, you know, a lot of a lot of real big names. A lot, a lot of baseball Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. Who died. Joe Morgan, Top Seaver, a lot of other folks have died. And it it, it doesn't seem like it's been more than usual. It happens every year, but it does. You know, Sean Connery yep. there a week ago.
0: Yeah, Sean Connery. So,
1: how, how, how ironic is it that Sean Connery with the Saturday Night Live thing and a week later Alex Trebek dies?
0: Yeah. 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 I hope I hope Saturday Night guess, Live does a tribute.
1: And he, yeah. That would be nice. Because those are, those are some of the best ones. Those mm-hmm. are pretty ones. Those are some of the best yep. skits I think they've got. And they, they did ask him did you ever meet Sean Connery and I think he said no. He never did meet him. So.
0: Yep. It's tough. Well, uh, we'll see what happens uh, next week, or we'll see what happens this week. Uh, not only in the world of sports, but see what uh, anything finalized on the election and any other voter fraud cases that come about. But uh, it will be interesting. It was a wild week, uh, and that's that. Uh, you have a great. You have any games that you need to call this week uh, for state uh, for the prep bowl so, so and everything? going
1: have to go to Aberdeen Thursday. I was going to have to go to Huron or Sioux Falls. And somehow it ended up being Aberdeen, which I'm not a fan of. That's not a short trip. Two plus hours. So,
0: we'll wrap up the schedule for me. Oh, that'll be nice. Mm-hmm. Well, there's that.
1: Let uh, me be the last to wish you a happy anniversary a couple weeks ago. Oh,
0: thank you. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. We missed that, so anniversary there. you got, mm-hmm. to, uh, what, birthday number two coming up? Three? Three? What is it?
0: Three? Three? Three for three, Noah. Three, three for Noah ago. and, a, God damn, and a, a, five, five weeks. Five weeks from today. Uh, wow. Just about, yeah, five weeks. So,
1: <clears throat> so is he going to, I know we, we've tried here with the show, get him on the podcast. Is that getting better?
0: No. Uh, but really. Maybe,
1: maybe we're a year away from that. Maybe.
0: He'll yeah. he'll get there, though. He'll join us there at some point. He certainly will. We're going to make sure yeah. of that. <laughs> Does
1: he still like
0: basketball? He likes the passing. Has he changed uh, what he likes now? Uh, he he does sit down and watch football. Um, we we do enjoy hockey a little bit. Uh, basketball. We haven't really watched a lot of basketball here lately. So once college basketball starts up again, we'll see oh, if yeah. he gets into that. Here, I I'm gonna try and do that, and we'll see. Maybe uh, you know, he'll be able to pick out a bracket, pick a bracket this year in the in the challenge.
1: Jamie which one I'll be excited I'm sure he will probably do better than
0: me and me at least in one of my brackets
1: (laughs) oh yes one of your brackets yes yes.
0: very good well uh, you know what uh, you have a great rest of your week my friend and uh, we'll be chatting I'm sure throughout and uh, we'll certainly talk next week Uh,
1: we will and uh, the win this week that's enough to last four years I'll be flying on a cloud for four years floating on cloud nine (laughs) The next four years, I'm going to make this last a very long
0: time. Yep, bottle it up, Krins. Bottle it up.
1: <laughs> Got it, it's tremendous. It's tremendous.
0: Very good. Thank you, my friend. All right, we'll see you, Travis Krins, joining here at Sports Block Podcast. Always appreciate his time, as always. And yeah, he said it can be a lot of uh, um, political talk. I might not be quite as uh, extreme in some of the views as, as Travis is, but certainly. Um, Sentiment, I think, is felt. A, a, a portion, a chunk, a large chunk, a large portion of it felt throughout uh, a lot of people in this country. And we're just very glad that that Biden has won. Um, we'll talk some college football, more college football. We'll try and get Charlie Hildebrand on here uh, to, to see what his thoughts are on Clemson losing. If not, we'll get him next week. But uh, uh, we'll try and do that and then wrap up uh, with... Uh, we'll look back at Week 9 in the NFL and make some picks for Week 10. Week 10 already in the NFL. Goodness gracious, where's the season gone? Coming up next here on the Sports Block Podcast, now available on podcast.com, uh, Twitter at Andy Stackin, at Travis Crins, Facebook Nathan Stackin, a link to the podcast most posted middle to later part of each week. Coming up next, some more talk, hopefully we'll have Charlie Hildebrand on, and just more football talk and some final thoughts here as we wrap up this week's edition on what is the Sports Block Podcast. All right, we continue here on the Sports Block podcast. and time to talk some college football because there was a big upset this weekend. And who better to do that with than our resident college football expert, my good friend from the uh, Northwest Iowa Review, Charlie Hildebrand? Here, Charlie, how are we doing?
1: I'm good. I'm really good, Nathan. I just wish I could find out the end of this Notre Dame Clemson game. We're still reviewing calls over and over again. Goodness gracious! I don't know why they keep <laughs> reviewing them.
0: Does did that game expose the flaw in the college football replay system? Because that was bad.
1: I think it did. I mean, like I'm trying to think. Like 2000, 2001 was the first year the NFL started doing it, and then my recollection is it was like oh four oh five when college football started doing it. And at first, it was like, well, college football is dramatically better because you only get two chances and. You know, sometimes there's more than two plays they can get wrong and get fixed. But, you know, 15 years later, it's just like, oh, my God, we're having another one. And there were so many in such a short time for me it and, and on some where it's just like, we can see it. It's done. Why are you guys still reviewing this right now? Or why did you review it in the first place? And
0: there was one play, and I didn't catch this one at the time, uh, but it sounds like Clemson kind of got jobbed on a replay review. Is that correct?
1: I probably, I watched basically the entire game. I don't specifically remember which play that was, just because, like I said, there were so many replays that at some point, I just, whenever they were like, we're reviewing it, I just like tuned out, just play on my computer until I heard them say, like, okay, we're playing football again now.
0: Right, yep.
1: Um... it, it It was a great game.
0: Yes, it was. But Very, there
1: were there were times, especially, and like, I don't remember a lot of it early. But in the, the end of the fourth quarter in overtime, there were times where it was just like, oh my gosh, this is this is ruining the flow of this fantastic game. Mm-hmm. And I've gone from you know ten years ago being like, no, we must always get the calls right. That's most important. To now being like, you know what? Maybe we should go back to like nineteen ninety three and just <laughs> live with on calls occasionally. And have games go faster.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, because college games already take three and a half to four hours anyway. Um, but Notre Dame jumps up to two as a result of the upset win over Clemson, and I'm am curious to to get your perspective on this. I look at that game, and it's a good win for Notre Dame, but and it and it's an upset because Clemson was the number one team, but Clemson didn't have Trevor Lawrence, so. How, just truly, how big of an upset is this win for Notre Dame?
1: I think it's still a big upset because the quarterback, I forget his name,
0: and I can't
1: pronounce his last name. Um, um, uh, chart,
0: I think it's Lele or something. close. like Halfway
1: through next season, we'll all have that done because Lawrence will be gone and he'll be starting and playing great for mm-hmm. He
2: played
1: really well for a freshman, especially. And they scored 30-some points in regulation, you know, on on the road against a good Notre Dame team. So, I mean, it's not like the offense for Clemson didn't play well. In a lot of ways, it was their defense not getting stops. You know, or Notre Dame drove, I don't remember how many yards it was, 85 or 90 yards to tie the game at the end of regulation. And, I, well, yep. and there was one play, I think it was the first, league, or, uh, the first or second play of the game for Notre Dame. You know, their running back takes off for, like, a 50-yard touchdown, makes a Clemson guy miss, Mm -hmm. and outruns two Clemson guys to the end zone. It was just like, wait, Notre Dame's got a guy that's faster than all of Clemson's defensive players? And that's not to say that Clemson's not good anymore or anything like that, but it was just like, oh, like, that's surprising that Notre Dame has, like, more guys than I thought that, like, look this good against Clemson.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. No, I think that's a fair point. Um, and what's, again, what's striking about this upset is that this is a Notre Dame team that struggled to beat Louisville just a few weeks back. They won that game 12 to seven. And then they, they really took off against Georgia Tech and then kicked the crap out of, uh, Pittsburgh. And then they come up with this upset against Clemson. Now you want, you hope that they don't have a letdown against Boston College, but right now. Uh, especially with Notre Dame playing an ACC schedule this season, they are looking very good uh, in terms of getting a playoff spot, wouldn't you say?
1: Are you trying to say that that game in South Bend woke up and stirred up the echoes in Notre Dame?
0: Uh, Well, in a manner of speaking, yes.
1: (laughs) But no, they they looked incredibly good. I mean, I think this this is the best Notre Dame win in the last decade. I don't know if it's the best team they've had or not. I don't know if that's some other good teams. But I can't think of this. I mean, even if we take away the fact that Clemson's number one, I mean, let's go the other end of the spectrum, kind of like you were asking earlier. I mean, let's even say, you know, it's a backup quarterback and maybe Clemson wasn't, you know, blah, 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 blah. Even with that stuff, it's still. I mean, I can't. Like, not only is it the best, like, I can't think of one that comes even close. I mean, there was that year that Notre Dame... When they got slaughtered by Alabama in the national fight
2: yes, yep.
1: They were still twelve and zero to get there. Mm-hmm. And, but I'm trying to remember. It, you know, I mean, like you beat some teams that were good. You know, like you beat a Stanford team that was like nine and four. Playing, yeah, they were fine. And beat but USC. I, don't I can't think of any games. Yeah. In I mean, I can think of games where you know Notre Dame beat someone in like the top fifteen. But I can't think of any top five wins they had. In top five wins, where you know. Like at the end of the year, you're like, "Oh yeah, that was a top five win." Mm-hmm. God, it's the middle of October and they were ranked right the top. They were right five, and then they lost three games in a row and fell out of the top forty five.
0: Right. Um, so also, good, Clemson's
1: yeah. quarterback. I wonder if he's going to be the first quarterback in your or, I, or my lifetime that accidentally kills someone by throwing a ball so hard that they don't catch it, <laughs> And it just tears a hole into their chest like artillery or a cannon or something.
0: Or when he uh,
1: throws it, you're just like, oh my
0: God. Or like Brett Favre would do and dislocate his wide receiver's fingers upon, you know, when they catch it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I, I'm not saying he's got a stronger arm than Favre necessarily, but there's something different when you just, I mean, not that Brett Favre is a small guy, I but when you're 6'5", 250, and yep. you see people putting their entire weight and strength behind, like, every pass, and you're just like, oh, my God, I would, <laughs> someone that I, like, I, I, you know, sometimes we complain about, like, oh, my God, how come kids are so soft nowadays? Mm-hmm. And, like, I know a lot of schools get rid of dodgeball, and they're like, we can't play dodgeball, it's not a broken like if that kid's playing dodgeball in high school, I'd be like, yeah, I can understand why. Why
0: the PE class rid of dodgeball? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love dodgeball in gym. That was always the best I also, day. I also. That them. was the best day of gym when we got to do dodgeball. Um, moving on to some other uh, games here. USC inexplicably comes back and beats Arizona State twenty-eight twenty-seven. They recover a non-side kick. Arizona State should not have lost that game. But more importantly. Why in the hell is this game getting played at 9 a.m. local time?
1: Trying to get more people to watch it, because even though, you know, degenerates like me are watching Back twelve After Dark at 11 p.m. and midnight, all sorts of people on the East Coast are just like, no, no interest, I'm not going to watch it.
0: But even, where, like, putting it at 2.30? On the
1: East Coast, you know, they're like, oh, it's noon. Like, oh, yes, maybe I will. Maybe I will watch the Trojans from, what is this, Southern California? What's this place? I've never heard of
0: but even, like, putting it at 2.30 Central time, so that would be 12.30 local time, that makes far more, that makes sense, I understand that. But 9 a.m., I, I can't recall that ever happening with the Pac-12 before.
1: Well, they've played 9 a.m. games, just not 9 a.m., you know, on the West Coast. I mean, you know, there's plenty of examples of them playing, you know, like Wisconsin and Alabama.
0: Yes, yes. And, yep.
1: I, I understand what you're saying. But I think mean, just literally, they're just like, no, oh, we can get more people that would watch this game. That's way.
0: I guess, and that's that's literally the only reason. Uh, Michigan, uh, the Jim Harbaugh seat's getting hotter and hotter. What, what do, you, what do you take away more from the fact that Indiana beat Michigan thirty-eight twenty-one? That Indiana is really, really is truly really good, or that Michigan is just bad?
1: That's a good question. I started halfway through when I figured out what your question was going to be. I started thinking, and I think I changed my mind halfway through. <laughs> I do think Indiana is good. This year. I don't know if they're truly the second-best team in the East. They might be still. But I do think they're good. But I also think Michigan is just I don't know. I mean, you, well, you want to be careful doing Team A beat Team B, therefore, and Team B beat Team C, so therefore, you know, Team B or Team A must be better than Team C. Mm -hmm. Like there's plenty of problems with that. But when Michigan State beats Michigan and then just gets absolutely obliterated by an 0 and 2 Iowa team, Mm -hmm. like I don't, I I don't think Michigan's very good this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, and this is a Michigan team that ran all over Minnesota, Uh, a Minnesota team that loses to Tua Tugavailoa's younger brother. In Maryland, but then Maryland beats Penn State. I mean, Penn State's winless. Can we, I mean, can we figure out the Big Ten through three weeks? Besides that, Ohio yeah, State, State is really, really good.
1: Play in a game that six years ago you'd be like, oh, Penn State and Nebraska are playing in October. So like, this is a really important game. It's like, no, actually, it's maybe the least important game to the Big Ten this weekend.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. It's just crazy. Do we know outside of Ohio State? Do we really know what's going on in the Big Ten?
1: No. Okay. No, because we don't even know anything about Wisconsin as a place. It's want. one? Yeah. About like so. I I, Wisconsin, I think is probably good. You know, we have even less evidence about them because all we know is that they be an Illinois team. That's probably not.
0: Setting aside the fact that Virginia Tech lost to a 25th ranked Liberty team, the way in which Virginia Tech lost that game—they block a field goal kick, uh, run it back for a touchdown to win the game. Oh wait. Uh, the coaching staff had I tra- called the timeout before the play to ice the kicker. Then the kicker makes it, and Liberty wins. Walks off with a win, thirty-eight thirty-five. How do you come back from that if you're Virginia Tech? Because I don't see how it's going to go very well here this next week when they play. Uh, who the hell do they play? Miami. Oh yeah, good luck.
1: Yeah, that's that's not you would not want Miami and Clemson are two teams you would not want to be playing. I mean,
0: I guess the only yeah. thing I could say is that it's a it's a rivalry game, so you should be able to get yeah. up for that one.
1: You should, but I don't know. It's, I I thought Justin Puente was going to be better at Virginia Tech than he was. Yeah. Apparently, we see this sometimes where a coach is like really good the first year or the second year, I and mean, then it just falls apart. You never know why, and he kind of seems like that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. and it surprises me because they were I think they won like 10 games this first year if I remember I don't even remember what year that was now uh, like 4 or 5 6 years ago but I remember thinking like oh wow this guy's really good and I don't know if he's going to achieve the heights of Frank Beamer but Virginia Tech seemed to be really good consistently year in and year out and that has not been the case since then
0: the COVID COVID has really impacted them this year though so I think that has something to do with it they have good quarterbacks I think it's more so, they just have a, a lot of issues on it's defense. Just a bad with, here. Yeah, I, I mean, just chalk it up to, to COVID in twenty twenty.
1: It could be. Uh, I will say this: I don't think very many coaches. I mean, think there's going to be the least amount of fired head coaches than in forever. It, and that's right. Because there's so. more built in excuses, but also just because so many places are having like budget problems, right. it's hard to be like, well, no, we need to furlough you know these seventy and 40s, but also.
0: We're really, really quick trying to raise fifteen million dollars. We can buy a just Yep. Um Florida State still not back. Uh, they lose forty one seventeen to Pittsburgh to in Tallahassee. 15. Yeah. Uh, Cincinnati is really, really good. BYU is really, really good. If we put them on uh, on a field in the middle of nowhere, let let's say uh, I don't know. Uh, Lawrence, so Kansas. exactly
1: halfway between uh, wherever in Utah and Cincinnati. Between yeah. And Cincinnati,
0: yep, I'm going to say maybe... Which I would
1: imagine is like somewhere in Nebraska or South Dakota. Yeah,
0: Pierre, South Dakota. Let's put them in Pierre. Um,
1: let's, let's play, uh, let's, let's play Brookings. Okay. Brookings at the, uh,
0: actually they... just
1: in case, just in case it's super spread or grow.
0: Uh, oh, if sure, in the, in the dome. Um, Who wins, do you think, between Cincinnati and BYU? Because they both look really good, though Cincinnati's probably played a little bit more of a difficult schedule.
1: I think Cincinnati's good and has looked good. I think BYU wins. And it pains me to say that because I've never liked BYU. Don't have great reasons why, but for whatever reason, I've just not really liked it. But I I think BYU
0: would win. Okay. The
1: combination of quarterback and just – it's – when BYU's good, there's just something about being like, oh, yes, I'm a freshman, but I'm also 21 and a half right now. It just, I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not even saying this, like, to be funny or anything, but it's just, mm-hmm. it's just different when you've been around longer and experienced more. And, you know, for some of these guys that are, you know, if you're a redshirt sophomore at 24 and they're like, oh, my God, you don't know what this environment's going to be like. You know, and they're like, I'm married and I've got three kids on. Me. What's, what's gonna scare me at this point? It's right here right now.
0: Crinz is beside himself that Coastal Carolina is ranked as high as they are, fifteenth currently. Are you as upset as he is?
1: Um I'm not as upset as he is, but I think partially it's just because I've chalked this whole year up to being weird. This is this is like the season of this year's like the season of a TV show. Where they changed showrunners and three of the actors were filming a movie, so they were written out for that one season and then come back the next year. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's what's one this year about college football. It's so, it's so different than anyone in, in our lifetime and in most people's life. I mean, this is the weirdest it's been since like the middle of the World War II.
0: Absolutely. For
1: college sports and sporting events in general.
0: Absolutely. Uh,
1: so, but to, to Chris' point, though, I don't think Coastal Carolina is one of the 15 best games in
0: the country. It's a, they're a great story, though, the Chanticleers. They're, they really they are. They are a good story. Uh, there were 10 games either postponed or canceled last week uh, due to COVID concerns. How concerned are you that the season will not be able to be finished because of the coronavirus?
1: I don't think it won't be finished, like, per se. I, mean, I don't think they're just going to end it like we do college basketball. But I think there's going to be teams that, like, basically have their season end. Because they're just like, oh, well, we have two weeks left, and we're out for three weeks now. Kind
0: of Kinda you know, like Wisconsin.
1: Progress. Yeah, like Wisconsin, just if they would do that five weeks from now. I mean, um, Arizona, I mean, you look at it, I mean, just the Midwest. I mean, I'm not going to pretend to know how it is everywhere. But
0: certainly in Iowa and South Dakota. I mean Iowa or excuse me Arizona, Utah, and Washington Cal. Two games from the Pac-12. Pac-12's first week back, they were canceled. Then they were flat out canceled. They have no built-in weeks uh, to be able to to make these games up. The Wisconsin's had a couple of games already canceled. They seem like they're going to be in line to play this week. But when you give yourself no wiggle room. That really damages a team. Like, Wisconsin probably is the second best team in the Big Ten, we think, but we don't know because they can't play games, and they might not be able to be eligible for the Big Ten championship game because of their uh, issues with the coronavirus. Yeah. I, I'm trying I don't think they could miss another game the rest of the year, I think. Yep, that, that think is correct.
1: They have to have six games, at least. Mm-hmm. They've got two that they've not played all. So, yeah, I mean, they're... I agree. We talked about, you know, if, if it's that bad, is football the most important thing? in terms of football itself? I mean, if they can play, I, I think that's the only thing standing between them. I mean, I'm still not a believer in Northwestern. Really, really <laughs> I think Wisconsin's certainly better. But you start talking, like, oh, I mean, I don't know. Like, I guess I haven't looked at the breakdown. If if Northwestern's six and two and Wisconsin's six and zero, oh, I would assume the six and zero oh team gets in. But I guess I don't know that for certain.
0: Yeah, I don't know how that would play out. I really don't. Um, yeah, that's a that's a great mystery here. If Northwestern and Coastal Carolina got on the on a neutral site, who would win, Northwestern or Coastal Carolina?
1: I say Coastal Carolina, but they might just be because I'm angry at
0: Northwestern. Hey, that's, yeah, that's, that's very understandable. So
1: that could be, that could be my, my <laughs> Also, I've never really liked, or I, I shouldn't say that, I've not like Northwestern for the last decade. Where they basically went from like, hey, we're this team that is scrappy and we try to do uh, fun stuff and score a lot of points on offense. So like, no, uh, we're smart, but we're going to be grinded out and we're going to get three yards in a cloud of dust. And, Mm-hmm. Make games as boring as possible. I so basically when Northwestern plays Nebraska, it's the only time I ever watch them Like I will not watch them unless it's like there's about to be a huge upset in the fourth quarter. Because I'm just like, no, it's too, it's too boring. I don't want to watch it.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, this week we already have a couple of games canceled. Auburn at Mississippi State's been postponed. Or I guess postponed. Air Force at Wyoming's canceled. There's talk of LSU and their game against Alabama being uh, postponed. I would imagine, uh, which LSU might be thankful for that because they're 28 point underdogs at home. I was
1: say, for, for LSU and Mississippi State not playing might actually be the best.
0: right Right. <laughs> I just look at this though, and you know, especially with with Notre Dame students uh, storming the field after beating Clemson and stuff, it's like this coronavirus. Obviously, we know it's not going away, but I mean, sp- super spreaders, and you know, if, if these, if the if the virus is hitting these teams the way it is, they aren't going to be able to get in a full season. Some of these teams are, and we knew that was a chance, but this could ultimately impact their season. And then, of course, beyond. That's
1: true. It's it's not unrealistic. I mean, it's very plausible to say that everyone storming the field in celebration after Notre Dame winning could actually be the worst thing that happened to Notre Dame this year. Yeah. and could end up... I mean, it, for, for a variety of different reasons. Not just like, oh, hey, we have to miss two weeks of games. It could be that, like, oh, actually, we have enough players that like we still have to play, but... We are out so many more defenders that we're just not going to win the next two
0: weeks. It's yeah, it's it's a difficult situation to be in for sure. Uh, this week, there are no ranked teams playing one another. Uh, maybe that means we're in for we're in line for a few upsets. That would be fun but i mean college game day is going to be doing their show from the masters so that's interesting if for no other reason the settings
1: yeah
0: yeah it is uh, do you have a do you, which is
1: weird but you know what it's also the first time in either of our lifetimes the masters is good in November.
0: exactly uh so i mean this week it doesn't look like a great slate what are you most interested in this week
1: I am, aside from uh, Nebraska playing Penn State and uh, like, sorry, 1990. Um, ironically, I am uh, actually working most forward work to a high school football game, and I have to come to Penn Saturday, so I will miss a bunch of the games on Saturday.
0: Okay, well, you're not missing anything. I mean, you really aren't.
1: me uh... is a little bit glad to hear there aren't any great games on paper. <laughs> I hope that this is, like, the... They're so like, yeah, yeah, it wasn't a great game, but it was pretty fun. the weeks after, and this was just what we had to sit through.
0: I mean, you have number nine Miami at Virginia Tech at noon Eastern on ESPN two. So I'll be, uh that's the game I'll be looking forward to. You have number five Texas A and M at Tennessee. I mean, is Texas A and M really for real? We'll find out there.
1: I don't know, but Tennessee's also been really bad recently, especially in some games.
0: Yeah. So, um, I mean, there's just it—it's nothing. It's a very poor slate of games this week. Uh, the Felipe—they're Fr- uh, at Maryland. So I mean, you know, you get to again. So you get, he I probably the, um, won't
1: be good, but based off the last couple weeks, it's like, well, I mean, you never know.
0: Exactly. Um, the Tug
1: of Iloa family is pretty hot right now.
0: Wisconsin at Michigan—that, uh, whatever.
1: Looks, looks, looks good three weeks ago, and now it looks incredibly ugly.
0: The Felipe Franks Revenge game, uh, Arkansas at Florida, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central on ESPN. So maybe that's something to that look can at. Be
1: interesting. You know, Arkansas has been playing moments. They uh, have. Obviously, Florida just won. Uh, the
0: the world's largest the world's separated largest cocktail. Is
1: it the world's largest stop, outdoor party? Yeah, uh, <laughs>
0: I think that's a good way to put it here. And then my last question to you is. Are you happy that the Mac is back?
1: I am happy. I'm going to be honest. I haven't watched a Mac game yet this year. Well, you only missed it
0: last week. They played all games on Wednesday.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They haven't been back that long. So I've still got plenty of opportunities to do. And it's probably going to start pretty soon.
0: Anything else uh, that you would like to discuss regarding college football and where we're at?
1: The only other thing I can think of is I remember when uh, Notre Dame and Clemson went to overtime that there were people on Twitter freaking out about how like, oh my God, I'm so angry that I can't watch Saturday Night Live right now. What are these, who are these two peon teams ruining my SNL update? And there were people essentially, and I don't want to say this is everybody, this is probably a very small portion of people, but essentially saying like, this is stupid, this night's too important for me and everyone else to have this on instead. And I just want to be like, well, you realize that it's more important for NBC to play this game because, like, 11 million people are going to watch Clemson and know the game. I don't know if ever there have been 11 million people that have watched Saturday Night Live. That's not knocking it. I used to watch it a lot and really liked it. And don't mind watching it on occasion now. But the, uh, like, we start after 11 p.m. on the East Coast is probably not... uh, not great for ratings.
0: Well, and, you know, I mean, obviously it was going to be a big show because of the election results that happened on Saturday. But you're <laughs> and right. I, it's, I, it's, I,
1: my guess is it's probably the highest rated Saturday Night Live episode of this season. But I bet it's still not even close to as many people that watched Florida and Jordan. Or, I mean, watched uh, Clemson and Notre Dame.
0: Well, you know what? Let's pull up the uh, those numbers here. Quick, uh. I
1: thought I saw. that I could be wrong. I thought I saw somewhere ten and a half million people watched Notre Dame and Clemson. Like it was. I don't, I don't think it was the highest rated Notre Dame game, but it was the highest rated Notre Dame game on NBC
0: since the USC Bush, Bush game in 2005. Yes, so like it was.
1: It was an incredible amount of people that watched that game. Yeah. Uh,
0: let's see here the 5.412 rating that doesn't tell me much uh last okay it peaked at 14.2 million people from 11:30 to 11:45 p.m. eastern so it, and it was uh it uh, yes it racked up 10.1 million viewers
1: which for a regular season college football is incredibly high
0: yep like and there
1: will there will maybe be like three or four games in the regular season bad,
0: but, and it's the and most.
1: They will all involve either Alabama or Alabama.
0: And it was the the, the highest-rated primetime game for for Notre Dame. Um, so that that's interesting here. Now let's see what was uh, Saturday the Saturday the seventh. Okay.
1: And again, See, like, I'm sure Saturday Night Live had a fair amount of people that watched.
0: Uh seeing if. Uh, and,
1: and if you it everybody that watched stuff on YouTube the next morning, it's possible you can convince me that buyer. But you can't only you can't count all the YouTube stuff the next day when we're talking audience.
0: Right. Uh,
1: technically, none of it was locked up except the people in the audience because you gave went so key
0: yeah, I'm not. I'm not seeing the ratings here, but uh, I mean, I'm sure they'll they'll be announced here soon. But I would imagine it's it was less than than what Notre Dame got. That would be my I, guess. Also,
1: just because sporting events are basically all the biggest Like, ever, with very few exceptions.
0: Right. We'll see if we can find those uh, those ratings, but I don't think they've come out yet. If they have, I I cannot find them. So we'll just say Notre Dame won, and they can all cry about it. So. All right, my friend. I appreciate the time as always. Uh, enjoy the as the week as much football as you can watch. Uh, again, uh, good luck to your Dolphins. They are going to play the uh, snake-bitten Chargers this weekend. So that's going to be another. It's going to be a close game, but the the Chargers Match will a lose.
1: Hot rookie quarterbacks.
0: Yeah, and the the Chargers will lose on the last play of the game. So don't worry, the Dolphins <laughs> will win. And yeah,
1: uh, it works for me. I, I'm okay with that.
0: And we'll, uh, we'll chat in a couple of weeks again and see where we're at with the college football world.
1: All right. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to it.
0: All right. Thank you, my friend.
1: Yep. Yeah, Have a good one.
0: Charlie Hildebrand, kind enough to join me here on the uh, Sports Block podcast talking college football. Again, not a great week of football lined up here, but you know, we saw a great game between Notre Dame and Clemson. So that was fun to watch. Uh, We'll wrap up this week's edition of Sports Block Podcast with a look back at Week 9 in the NFL and make some picks for Week 10, as we always do. Uh, That's coming up here, and we'll wrap up this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. All right, we wrap up this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast, as we always do, look back at the previous week in the NFL and make some picks for the following week. So let's get right to it. Week 9, Thursday Night Football, the 49ers. Just decimated with injuries. No Jimmy Garoppolo, no George Kittle. COVID issues that took Brandon Ayuk and Kendrick Bourne and a couple others out. They stood no chance, and the Packers rolled them 34-17. On Sunday then, uh, we, we talked about it, Travis and I did, at the beginning of the podcast. Dalvin Cook, tremendous, over 200 yards rushing, couple of scores. I mean, he's the real deal. The Vikings win 34-20 despite getting two punts blocked. That's that's remarkable, but uh, Matthew Stafford left the game with a concussion symptoms. Dalvin Cook, the real deal for the Vikings. Baltimore gets a defensive touchdown and a couple of rushing touchdowns in the second half. They prevail over Indianapolis, 24 to 10. And Philip Rivers trying to tackle uh, the Ravens defender who scored that defensive touchdown. Hilarious uh, memes about it for days. Uh, Philip Rivers. Old man Rivers, I tell you what. Kansas City survives a scare from Carolina, 33-31. The the Panthers did really well in the first half, controlling the ball, controlling uh, the the time of possession. A lot of good runs by Christian McCaffrey, Mike Daniels. Teddy Bridgewater played really well, but Patrick Mahomes could not be stopped in the second half. The Panthers did have a chance late, down 33-31. They tried a 67-yard field goal. It was way right. Uh... Chiefs survived 33-31. Patrick Mahomes 25 touchdowns, one interception through nine games. He is a Hall of Famer. Houston Texans complete the season sweep over the Jaguars 27-25. Uh, that gives Houston two wins now on the year. So they're 2-0 against Jacksonville, 0-6 against the rest of the league. Uh, Jake Luton got the start at quarterback for the Jaguars. He was a six, he's a sixth round uh, rookie out of Oregon State he played well they had a chance late to tie the game two-point conversion failed Jaguars ultimately lose they've lost now seven in a row Josh Allen and the Bills destroy Seattle 44-34 Allen with a big day over 400 yards passing three touchdowns throwing on rushing touchdown as well Apparently his grandmother passed away, um, so he was certainly playing with a little more emotion, and got to think that uh, his grandmother maybe had a had a hand in this as well, but uh, so our thoughts are with Josh Allen there, but he wins 40, the Bills win 44-34, Seattle's defense was terrible, head coach Pete Carroll said, I don't even recognize that defense, <laughs> it's bad, Russell Wilson, four turnovers. Atlanta almost gave up a 27-6 lead to the Denver Broncos. Almost. But they hung on to win 34-27. No Calvin Ridley, no problem. Matt Ryan, big day for him. And the Falcons improved to 3-6. They are 3-1 now under interim head coach Raheem Morris. Should be 4-0 they could have just beaten the Lions. Uh, The Tennessee Titans... Beat Chicago 24-17. Chicago scored a couple of touchdowns late, but offensively they couldn't do much of anything for much of the game. Titans get a defensive touchdown. A.J. Brown over 100 yards and a touchdown receiving for him. He's very good. Giants get the season sweep over the Washington football team, 23-20. They got out to a good start. Daniel Jones the company did. Alex Smith comes in for an injured Kyle Allen and throws three interceptions, including a couple with, Washington, driving late, could have tied or taken the lead. He will be the starter going forward as Kyle Allen's uh, fractured an ankle, and he's he's done for the year. The Las Vegas Raiders survive a scare against the L.A. Chargers, win 31-26. Once again, the Chargers lose on the final play of the game. Had a couple of chances late to get the, game win- the go-ahead and game-winning touchdown. Dropped each pass. Justin Herbert's the real deal. Uh, the Chargers just can't quite get it done. They lose another heartbreaker. In the battle of the young quarterbacks Tua Tagovailoa and Kyler Murray, it was Tua and the Dolphins who emerged victorious 34-31 over the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray got uh, was sacked, fumbled, so the Dolphins got a defensive score. And for whatever reason, the Cardinals' defense just couldn't stop the Dolphins' offense uh, for the most part. Uh, to a very good game for him, Kyler Murray over 100 yards rushing, uh, four total touchdowns. He's tremendous, but the, this is not a great loss for the Cardinals, but a good one for the Dolphins who have now won four in a row. And the Pittsburgh Steelers didn't look great against the Dallas Cowboys, but they emerged 24-19 uh, with the win. 13 nothing, they were down. Ben Roethlisberger gets hurt, but he stays in the game, throws a passing touch, uh, throws a touchdown. To James Washington, they get a field goal late in the first half, down 13-9, and ultimately Garrett Gilbert and the Cowboys, they throw a pick in the end zone. That didn't help. They lose 24-19. They fall to 2-7. The surprise of the weekend was in Tampa Bay, where the New Orleans Saints throttled Tampa Bay 38-3, and the Buccaneers kicked that field goal with less than uh, like two minutes left in the game, and it's rather ridiculous that they did it, but Tom Brady throws three interceptions. The offense was awful and Drew Brees and company looked really really good Saints win 38-3 and then Monday Night Football 10-point leads multiple times throughout but Cam Newton and the Patriots come back thanks to a dominating fourth quarter performance that saw the the Jets only have four plays total in the fourth quarter Jets uh the, the Patriots wore down that Jets defense they kick a game-winning field goal at the end to win 30-27. to uh, and so that does it for week 9 let's go to week 10 it begins Thursday night with a good game Indianapolis Colts at the Tennessee Titans 8.20 p.m. Eastern, 7.20 p.m. Central Time on Fox Tennessee, you, you need to win this game Indian doesn't necessarily have to it would be nice for them uh, good defenses uh, Colts defense is a little better but the Titans offense is better I'm going to take the home team I'll take the Titans Jacksonville Jaguars at the Green Bay Packers, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon, Central Time on Fox. This is the lock of the week. It's easy. Take Green Bay. No no doubt about it. Philadelphia Eagles at the New York Giants, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon, Central Time on Fox. I'm tempted, tempted to take the Giants in this one. They were so close to beating Philly a couple weeks back. The Eagles had the bye week, though, to rest up and prepare. I'm going to take them, but I don't say that with a great deal of confidence. I think the Giants have a great, great chance. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Carolina Panthers, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on Fox. This is a great opportunity for Tampa Bay to rebound. Carolina's playing well, but they might not have Christian McCaffrey. I think the Bucs' roll that offense is going to put up a bunch of points, and they win. Houston Texans at the Cleveland Browns, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on Fox. Why is this game on Fox? Well, it's because the Masters are on CBS early on, so CBS doesn't have any games till the late afternoon window. Cleveland Browns, hopefully Baker Mayfield plays. He was put on the COVID list. I'm going to take Cleveland to bounce back and get the win. Washington at Detroit, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central time on Fox. Tough tough to pick. I want to see Alex Smith do well, but I think the Lions are just too talented. I'll take the Lions to win. Buffalo Bills at the Arizona Cardinals, 4.05 p.m. Eastern, 3.05 p.m. Central time on CBS. This game makes me nervous. I want the Cardinals to win. I want Kyler Murray and the, and the team to bounce back. But the Bills, Josh Allen playing so well, have they turned the corner again. I'll take Buffalo. Arizona, prove me wrong, please. Denver Broncos at the Las Vegas Raiders, 4.05 p.m. Eastern, 3.05 p.m. Central Time on CBS. Uh, Broncos haven't quite put it together really yet. The Raiders, they're doing it. They will continue to do so. I'm taking the Raiders over the Broncos. LA Chargers at the Miami Dolphins, 4.05 p.m. Eastern, 3.05 p.m. Central Time on CBS. The Chargers are going to lose another close game, seven points or less at the end. Tua improves to 3 0, and the Dolphins will win. Seattle Seahawks at the LA Rams, 4.25 p.m. Eastern, 3.25 p.m. Central Time on Fox. The, The Seahawks defense is in shambles right now. The Rams have had a couple of weeks to prepare. Can the Rams do it? I will be very curious to see if they can. I'll lean towards the Rams. I don't say that with a great deal of confidence, but we'll pick the Rams. San Francisco 49ers at the New Orleans Saints, 425 p.m. Eastern, 325 p.m. Central Time on Fox. Will the Saints have a letdown? I don't think so. I don't. I think the 49ers are just too beat up, too banged up. They won't have Garoppolo or Kittle again. I'm going to take the Saints to win. And then Cincinnati Bengals at the Pittsburgh Steelers, 425 p.m. Eastern, 325 p.m. Central Time on Fox. Watch out for the Bengals here. Steelers haven't played a complete or full game. Maybe Ben Roethlisberger doesn't play because of injuries. Maybe he was placed on the COVID list. Bengals have a chance here. Don't sleep on them. And then Sunday night football, Baltimore Ravens at the New England Patriots, 8.20 p.m. Eastern, 7.20 p.m. Central Time on NBC. Ravens got the the Patriots last year when the Patriots were rolling. Ultimately came like the Patriots' demise. Lamar Jackson coming out party then. Won't necessarily have that this time around, but the Ravens will still win. And then Monday Night Football, eight fifteen PM Eastern, seven fifteen PM Central Time. It's your Minnesota Vikings against the Chicago Bears on ESPN. And not getting a birthday present, I don't think the Vikings are going to win. They're two and a half point favorites. It baffles me. They suck in Chicago. They've won once there in like the last I don't know six or ten years, taking the Bears. Prove me wrong, Vikings. Prove me wrong. That does it for your week 10 picks. Uh, For the complete uh, list of picks, go to the stack, stackattack.sportsblog.com. It's my blog. Football Friday post will have the full picks and predictions there. Uh, So thank you to Travis and Charlie, as always, for joining me. A lot of strong opinions on the elections. You're going to get that from both sides, Republicans and Democrats. Uh, We'll we'll get back more to sports here, but the election is just too big not cover so um, appreciate you sticking with us over these last couple of weeks we'll be back next week to talk more sports uh, college of basketball is coming up here soon so that's great news so for Travis and Charlie I'm Nathan thank you so much for listening to this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast again available on podcast.com follow me on Twitter at Andy Stack Travis Crins at Travis Krenz Charlie Hildebrand at C.E. Hildebrand Facebook Nathan Stack and a link to the podcast posted middle to later part of each week Thank you again for listening. Hope you enjoyed it somewhat, and we hope you tune in again next week and enjoy another edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Nathan Stack saying thank you for listening. Wear a mask. Stay safe with COVID going on, and we'll talk to you next week on the Sports Block Podcast. Have a great week, everyone.